With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, everybody. It's 6 o'clock Pacific time here in California, and it's time for my private audio call. Today is November the 5th, 2015, and the year is almost completely gone by really fast. Um, we were supposed to have a guest speaker on tonight by the name of Alan Craiglow, I think is how you say it. Uh, he was an expert on um, land patents, and he also had a friend that uh, he's been working with that helps people save their homes from foreclosure. Um, but they didn't get back to me, so I don't know what's happening. Um, if they call in, Please raise your hand, press star eight, and I'll know what, you know, uh, it's you. Right now, we don't have anyone to uh, be on the call, so it's it's open lines, and everyone is welcome to participate. Press star eight, and that'll put your hand up. Uh, there's already a lively group ch- chatting away in the, in the uh, chat room. Let's see here. Bob's got his hand up. Let me unmute you. Hello, Mr. Titus. How you doing, Angela? Sounds I'm... like you're a little under the weather. Oh, I'm fine. I just thought my blood pressure is doing funny things. I don't know. It's, you know, I got this new blood pressure monitor. And because um, I check my sons all the time, you know, because he's on dialysis. Well, you're going to be healed tonight, so oh, no worries okay. there. I, <laughs> oh, okay. I, you know, there's. There's all kinds of stuff. I, I'm pretty good on, you know, I, I dabble in the medical world, too. Baking oh. soda cures cancer, you know, watch your pH. There's guys mm. that say uh, sure. drink apple cider vinegar. and There's just so many remedies. But what I want to say is uh, a guy called me today named Michael. He's close by here in Colorado Springs. Okay. I guess he heard me on the call last night with uh, Gus. Oh, Okay. Gus's call, uh-huh. and he's been, I guess he stays on your call a lot too, but he said he can't type into the chat board, Oh, and he that. wants to get together, and if anybody else is local around here, you know, driving distance, wants to get together too, he wanted me to put the word out and type it into the chat board, so oh, okay. I wanted to get your thought on that, because remember you wanted my email address a while back? Well, yeah, there was a fellow that wanted your uh, contact information, and I searched my email, and I think he contacted me on Skype, and I don't know how to search Skype for, I, I didn't, you it's know. Okay, for, I think maybe this was the guy, because he oh, said he just good. typed in my name and came right up, and we talked today while I was at work. Oh, great. Well, that's wonderful. I, yeah. And, and he said he listens to you group. all the time. Huh? Oh, good. You're going to have a little you know, group a there in Colorado. Group. That'd be great. A common law group. Mm-hmm. 
It's good what to get think? together with other. I think it's wonderful. I think it's a good idea to get together with like-minded folks. It, so it, can it, I put my name on the chat board, or what's the best way to go about letting <laughs> people know how to get a hold of me? And uh, Michael was the guy's name. It's it's not Mike, you know, our Mike. It's a, you can just, uh, yeah, you can just put it in the uh, chat window here, and it'll be there. Or I'm if just anybody kind of else. typing something in right now. So I'll let you see. Should I put my email in there? Oops. If you want to, if you want people to get a hold of you, yeah. And the phone number or no? You get a lot of well, I, calling I, I, it, you know, if you, I don't know who's going to call you if you know if you put it in the they chat. They can find chat. me if they want. My name's Bob Titus. I'm not hiding from nobody. I'm not there scared of no one. Then go for it. <clears throat> Except I used to have black, a page. Those black SUVs scare me a little. Yeah, really. <laughs> I used to have a page on the website called Events, but nobody did anything, so we didn't. I, I took it away, and it's still We're there. We're even but, talking about uh, starting up a little kitty for you know, Carl Lenz to swing by and get some gas money. Oh well, that'd be good. I, I think, think he's on. He's on here. He's in the chat. Is he? Yeah. What are you saying, Carl? Right. You're saying you can in Texas and Nevada. You can in Texas and Nevada. I do my deals face-to-face. Show up, I'll put a 1000 bucks in your hand. Cash. <laughs> Under the table. No taxes. No, Nobody, you know, handshake, face-to-face, a deal's a deal. That's how you do it. Are you talking to Carl? Just anyone. All oh, men. He's, he's in the chat. Okay, well, I'm, I'll get in the chat. I'm in the chat, too. Yeah, I see you just wrote that. I require all men to create a group in Colorado Springs. I shouldn't have said require. I think I should have said request. <laughs> yeah, requires a bit strong. <laughs> Did you get your house painted? Uh, No. No. Are you still looking? Uh, no, it's all right. You know, oh. it's it's. I just it's had beyond a buddy. the scope of my uh, um, my wallet, let's say, for right now. <laughs> it's all right. You don't I'll need wait. money. Huh? You just speak it out. You just yeah. speak it out into the universe. The universe, yeah, I am. And let people hear it, you know, and let your vocal cords make these vibrations. That Things manifest. Okay. So, okay with me. Yeah. You know, just like Jesus would do, you can do the same thing. You're, you're Jesus. I think I'm Jesus. Same same kind of guy. Everyone is. All men are. Okay. Anyways, I'm rambling and I'm going off on the weird <laughs> stuff. What's our topic? Getting your throat healed? <laughs> My throat is fine. It's my blood pressure that's spiking. It's going up and down. So I don't Why know. does your blood pressure go up? Because you get stressed? I don't really. I mean, I pretty you much take everything in stride. No. Get a red face and get mad as hell and pound your fist on the <laughs> no, table? No, I don't. No. Come on. No. I could be, Come I on. wake up because I can hear my heart beating in my head. Oh, yeah, your blood's too thick. I have that, that too. I had to get stents oh. in my legs. Um, oh, I'm Lord. telling you, they say, have you heard of this Kangen water, right? It's I've low, heard it's of the, it, yeah. It's the water that gives you the pH 
your, your pH inside and, and the water molecules, but there's so many different remedies, uh, Angela. I don't know you good enough. They need to be into your presence for a few days, and mm. you can feel what's wrong with people, yeah. you know. And um, But old. there's the Kangen <laughs> water. There's always a natural cure. Don't go to the doctors. They're worse than going to court. They want to kill you. They're not trying to heal you. Go on the natural route. I swear you can Google baking soda cures cancer, and there's different a lot of different cancers that um, this doctor had cured with baking soda, sodium bicarbonate, five yeah. percent solution. He even injects it into their arteries if they mm-hmm. have lung cancer, and it takes it away in five days. Wow. Five days. And you can Google Maybe. it. His name is... Yeah, uh, I've seen Stop. that. I've read that before. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not just... I know this. It was an epiphany moment for me when I learned about baking soda. Yeah. You know, long story short, I was going to my sister's house in California. She's got this kangaroo water machine on her. Bing. $4,000 machine for the water. Wow. That's how much they cost. And it's it does a lot the of pH. Money. And I was on vacation from Colorado because usually in the winters when it's slow here, I just go to California and work or whatever. It's warm. You can work here around there or, you know, take a vacation, spend a month with my mom or whatever. Out there, she lives in Hemet. Mm. And uh, she's 72. I want to see her. Um, then I'm doing a concrete floor, staining in with this acid stuff, and this guy's drilling in my head. You gotta re, you gotta neutralize that acid with baking soda, and rinse it off real good, and let mm-hmm. it dry for two days before you put this clear coat on it. Right. Plus, I just got a new jacuzzi, and I'm messing around with these drops, learning how to keep the jacuzzi going right. And that's three things. There was seven different things. Oh, when I got back, my brother's manager from his apartment had cancer. Oh, no. And the, and the actual lady was trying to tell me, she's the one that actually guided me to the um, Shimonisi, Dr. Trulio Shimonisi website. The guy's in Italy. They took away his doctor's license and kicked him out of the country because mm. he cured cancer like that. Yeah. Can't make any money. Of, <laughs> baking soda too. Not the Arm and Hammer baking soda either. Try to buy baking soda, pure baking soda in your grocery store. You got to get uh, Bob's Red Mill. You don't want to have any aluminum in the baking soda. And Arm and Hammer says, "Oh, we don't have no aluminum in ours." Well, you know where they get all their byproducts to make it? Alcohol mm-hmm. aluminum. Oh wow! How the hell? You know. I have these bicarbonate tablets. They're 10 grains, I guess. They're pharmaceutical, and you dissolve one in a glass of water, and they were using that in um, to uh, help people with kidney problems. So uh, they were prescribed for my son, and when he started dialysis, they said he didn't have to do it anymore, and so I've got this jar of the Almost a thousand. And, and and I don't go off willy-nilly and just, Once in a while you know, doing I do any one. old thing. You need to be guided. You know, there's a, 
if you're going to do this baking soda cancer cure, I mean, you got to take some vitamin C. The side well, effects are... I don't are, have any cancer, though, so... I well, it doesn't matter. Cancer. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, you don't have to have cancer to do this. And if you do have cancer and you're getting chemo, you do it. It doesn't matter if you... Ha- I don't have cancer either. But, you know, it sounded like your, sore, your throat was a little sore. You've probably been talking a lot. No, and my throat maybe, is fine. I don't have any problems with my throat. Maybe a couple of weeks ago. You just woke up? A couple of weeks so ago I you, had... No, what, now, tonight? I don't know. You sound a little no, funny when at first. Oh. Hmm. Like, you, like you just woke up or your throat was sore or something. I thought oh, you were a little under the weather. I'm a little tired, but I'm I'm fine. No. My blood pressure going up and down. I'm a little concerned about it. I can't be getting a stroke or, you know, having a heart attack. You I know, have to take care you of You take son. a couple aspirins, it'll thin your blood. Yeah, blood is, what's happening is your heart's trying to that. pump your, and I was doing it the last couple of nights too. I could hear my heart beating in my eardrums. Like, it's like, are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, that's what I was hearing. I woke up hearing my heart beat. I, that's that's, quite, I, it's quite often that happens that I hear my heart beating. And uh-oh. it's like, what is going on? And I'm really getting dizzy. You know, I get up and walk and I got, I like get real dizzy. Are you eating oh, good? I don't know. Yeah, I eat fine. California's polluted. I'm from there. <laughs> yeah, that's it, it true. So... I, I got out there this morning and it was like, oh my God, the chemtrails are making X's, X's and O's. In I grew the sky, up down man. there. And I grew up down there in Los Angeles and stuff. We used to work in Marina Del Rey, all the way up and down the coast, in the valley. You know, when you're a painter, you know, I'm a painter, and I learned, my dad was a painter down there, and my grandfather, right there in the Los Angeles area, we used to do all the big time stuff, Hollywood, you know, movie stars, houses, and I, you know, 1990, I moved here to Colorado Springs, and I'm so glad I did. Yeah, I'll bet. (laughs) Did you guys hear on on the news? Not to change the subject or ramble on. Do you, does anybody else have an important question? Uh, anybody else? No, no one has their hand up at the moment. So, anybody wants to participate in this conversation, please. Uh, it's open mic. Star, press star eight, and uh, I'll unmute you. I'm going to type in my my uh, contact info on your call. Okay. And. Um, what was I rambling on about? Glad you moved to Colorado. Mm-hmm. In uh, 1990. Oh, I hear somebody. Somebody else there want to talk? Nobody Time has in? a hand up, so I don't see oh. anybody else. Oh, there. well, somebody's tapping my phone. It's probably the, the men in black. <laughs> Somebody tapping on your phone. Oh, my. No, I could have swore I just heard somebody say, I'd like to chime in, maybe. Nope. Doesn't look like anyone else's. Uh, nope. You're the, you and I are the only two on, that are unmuted at the moment. And then there's a lot of chit-chat going on in the chat room. Oh. <laughs> Unmute everybody. Oh, no. 
That's too. Sometimes it's. You too hear what noisy. they got to say. Nobody has anything to say. They would put their hands up. They probably want to learn what's the topic. <laughs> what were we supposed to have a speaker about? Well, how to beat a traffic ticket? No, the guy that the gentleman that was supposed to come on with his friend uh, is proficient in land patents and that kind of stuff. And his friend is, or his associate is supposed to be. Uh, an expert in helping people save their homes from foreclosure. And so I wanted to hear what he had to say also, but they didn't get back to me, and I invited them a week ago, and because I got an well, email from them. Well, me and you were supposed to talk. Say what? Yeah, me, and you, me and you were probably supposed to talk for a while. Okay. Well, we are. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're kind of... Uh, <laughs> You're close to Carl. I think Carl likes you. I'm just going to come right out and say it. I hope so. Yeah. I like him. He's on the call. He's on the chat. So. I hope I so. Care. I don't care what he knows. But uh, I hope I, everybody likes me, but I know everybody doesn't like me. There are some people that are... No, I think you know, the men like you. You know, you're like one of the only one of us around that can keep Carl calm down, you know? <laughs> Anybody else talking to him, he rips her head off. You, uh, he's like, you know what I'm saying? No, no. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. He, you keep him uh, tamed. Tamed no, down I a little don't. bit. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> What, what is Susie Q? Didn't, didn't Carl start when he first kind of got going in some of his exposure from being on your calls and stuff? Yeah. And um, and Mike's show, too, Mike Golden. But you have, like, what, 300 and some calls? 400 almost now? I don't know. Lots. Three. This one is 341. Actually, there were more, but I deleted the ones with Mike Grady. And See, that's what I'm scared of. I want to I want to download all this stuff, all these calls, and keep them in my archives, and make sure they don't get like copyrighted or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. Nobody's sometimes you'll go. Sometimes, oh. like say, Carl says, "Hey, you know, I want all my stuff off of there because that's my property." I don't want the exposure or I don't want the liability or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And he says, it's all my stuff. I want it. Boom. It's gone. <clears throat> well, it it's kind of late, though. After you post something on the Internet and make it public, it's kind of hard to take it back. It'll never happen. I mean, it'll there will always be a copy out there somewhere floating around that somebody's got or saved on yeah, the Yeah, and if you find the man that stole your property, you go over there and you, you know, he'll be, I don't know. I just know, you know, the medical profession. I know the government. I know insurance companies. I know the all the churches. And I just know they're all out, you know, they're not trying to help us. They're trying to take advantage of us or something. They're not, you know, the medical profession doesn't want to heal you. No, the lawyers trick you and throw you in jail and, and spend your money, mm-hmm. and 
you know, what else? We got the we got the medical, we got the lawyers, the government, of course. Um, the FDA, the AMA, the IRS, the NCIA, whatever it is. The Pope, you know. <laughs> TSA. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. They call it the alphabet group right? or the alphabet soup. Whatever. Anyway, Janine, I I unmuted you, my dear. What do you have to say? Oh, good evening. Good evening. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> um, what is the topic tonight? Is it, is it health? Not really. <laughs> we just got. I, it's I open just calls. To, yeah, it's open lines. Whatever you want to talk about is fine. I just started with that because some you asked, somebody asked me how I was and. I, being the honest person that I am, instead of saying, fine, thank you, and letting it go, I said, well, my blood pressure is going up and down, spiking. I don't know what to do. So, but anyway, I think I'm going to get some cayenne pepper and some hibiscus tea and go from there. Yeah, yeah. Um, For people with cancer, um, one of the best things that they can do is they get turmeric. Now, um, there's a substance in turmeric that has to be activated and it can only be activated with black pepper. So you scrunch it together and you have turmeric and black pepper together and that will, um, you know, within, uh, for the next 48 hours, you have, you have um, it, it will fight cancer better than chemo, than any chemo and it's all natural, <laughs> no side effects. That's good to know. Um, also, no, uh, did you see that? Did you hear that? She said no. the black pepper. What's that? It's, it's with, backed with up the by... cayenne, but you have to put the black pepper to activate it. Mm-hmm. No, I said turmeric. Told you, Angela. Turmeric. Turmeric. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but you were. Angela was wanting to try cayenne, but yeah, she's right yeah. about turmeric. That's a very special spice. Yeah, well, I love curry. It's called T U M E R I C. Is that right? Mhm. Yes. Yeah, I have some of that, and curcumin. I have all kinds but of vitamins. But you have to take pepper with it to well, activate a, whatever. No, not it does. no. That's no. That's not what she no. said. No. It's, it's oh, that's what I thought I heard. Oh, well, what you're actually looking for is the curcumin in the turmeric. So if you can get the pure curcumin and then you hit it with the black pepper as well, it will activate it. It will activate it will activate it to work properly. Turmeric or curcumin will not work just by itself. It's like it's it's dead in the water. It's mm. you know you've you've got to have the the black pepper to activate this this enzyme or whatever that's in the that's in the um that's in the turmeric or curcumin. Oh, and that's that. And if you want to check that out, that's in uh, Ty Bollinger's uh, book oh, okay. called Cancer: Step Out of the Box. Okay. Um, it's also in. Um, I I go to uh, Reverend Reverend Philip Hume. Um, he has cured three lots of cancer, uh, life-threatening cancer. He's also a, a trained psychologist, and he runs what the HCHC, which is actually stands for the cancer um cancer center health clinic the yeah you know there's a video on youtube about oxy and his life and what he went through and what the fda and the ama put him through and 
how they rated him. And when we were talking to Paula Gloria and Joe Barton when they were on several weeks ago, they were talking about Hoxie. That's where they got that black salve uh, recipe, I guess, uh, the Hoxie formula. But Hoxie also had another uh, product, I don't know what else to call it, remedy for cancer that the people were eating and taking internally. And But I don't know what that was. And that was, I was telling about Hoxie's grandfather, you know, used to be a veterinarian, I guess, and the ho- there was a horse that, had stomach problems or something, and the, the grandfather watched the horse out in the field eating certain plants, and the horse healed himself, and the grandfather went and noticed what those plants were and concocted his own little remedy and started treating the animals that had stomach problems or cancer or whatever. And uh, that's how they came up with that formula, but I don't know what it is, but it was something they they took internally. I don't know what it was, though. I know yeah. that uh, Joe and Glo- Paula Gloria were talking about the salve, the black salve, and saying that that was a hoxy formula. That is. But also there was something that they took internally. They were giving people to cure cancer, but I don't know what that was. Different. A lot of different people have cured cancer a lot of different ways. A, fr- mm. a friend that my father knew um, from Holland, he actually cured his cancer just from drinking pineapple. He went on a pineapple fast and just cured it. And it was tin pineapple, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, go figure, you know. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, different amazing. people have, yeah, deep, um, other people have cured it just by eating grapes. Grapes. Uh, um, oh. Grapes, just the, the red grapes. Yeah. The, the red, yeah, the or the black grapes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they go on a grape. They go on a grape fast. Ah, um, I see. Yeah, and there's also there's also a Dr. Sibby. Um, Dr. Sibby has cured everything. Everything. If you Google him, Dr. Sibby, he's cured everything from HIV to AIDS to everything. He just won his court case not long ago. Um, What's his name? Dr. Sibby. Can you spell that? Hang on. I'll I'll Google it and I'll put it up. Oh, okay. Are you, I mean, are you saying Zibby or Sibby? <laughs> and hard to tell. Delaware, I will unmute you in a minute. Is that you, Dave? I'll just put it up here. Um, um, one woman he told her to go on. He gives the same. He he gives the same recipe apparently to everybody, and they have cured everything. And wow. he just his, yeah, he just won his court case, and seventy-seven people or something gave testimony. Yeah, that's what um, happened with Hoxie. They kept trying to close him down, and hundreds mm-hmm. of people would line up to give testimony, and they could never shut him down because they couldn't find him guilty of anything wrong. Who, but, who was uh, that? that? That was Dr. Hoxie. Dr. Hoxie? The Hoxie formula? Weren't you just talking about Hoxie? No. Hmm. No, I was talking about oh. Dr. Sibby. Yeah, I know, but before that, didn't you bring up Dr. Hoxie's name? The Hoxie formula? The Black Salve? Oh, Black Salve is 
is is amazing stuff. Um, yeah, I know. I thought you brought it up because of I thought you mentioned his name, the Dr. Hoxie, H O X E Y, I believe it is. But anyway, did you put in this Dr. Sibby? Oh, here I see it now. S E B I S. Sibby's. I got it. Okay, and I'll check that out. Copy that. I'm always uh, willing to learn about new healing methods and remedies. You know, my son is always having issues, so. Yeah. Oh. Uh, hmm. Paste. Um, uh, also, a mindful, mindful meditation where you actually direct your thought. So as you're breathing in, you will visualize the number one. And then as you're breathing out, you visualize the number two. And you will do that. Now what that does is connect the front part of your brain to the back part of your brain. It's it's all been scientifically tested, you know. So, yeah, um, yeah. and... Um, Dr. Phil Hume, that's um, not Dr. Philip Hume, uh, Pastor Philip Hume, who runs the HCHC, that's what he does. He does mindful meditation with uh-huh. people with cancer or people that have illnesses or people that may just have depression or things like that. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, Very I mean, cool. Yeah, well, we had a, a man come to us before his name is Cornell he was actually um, Olympic champion in 56 um, for fencing and things like that amazing man he is 83 and he doesn't look a day over 63 and he teaches he teaches this very gentle exercises you know and it could be you know you're sitting in a chair and you just imagine that you're picking up two buckets and you pick them up and you raise your shoulders and then you let them loose and then bend down again and pick them up. And then, you know, just moving your head from left to right. And it's very, very simple exercises and people of all ages can do it. But Mm. it's it's amazing what it actually does to the body, just these very, very simple exercises that he does. And he was learnt from, he he spent some time in an ashram or done something that... um, He's, you know, and it's amazing. He's got some wonderful, um, wonderful little things to remember. Um, yeah, just just talking to this man, he said, "What's the difference between a professional and an amateur?" And we don't know. Well, a professional will keep on going even when he doesn't feel like going on. He'll keep going. An amateur will only do it when they feel like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, uh, so yeah. little, little, yeah, just little things like that. It's like, okay, so I got to get up and I got to go for that walk to, this morning, even though I don't feel like getting out of bed. I still got to go. Got to push yourself, yeah. Well, it's 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 um discipline, I suppose, just a loving mm-hmm. discipline. Yeah. I'm gonna unmute uh, Delaware. Delaware, you've been unmuted. What would you like to contribute to the conversation? Delaware? Just anyone who would like to learn how to avoid tickets or avoid the private for-profit corporation, IRS, Mm -hmm. 
or they'd like to avoid uh, court, they can go to the website, escapeharassment.com. And it's worked for me for 40-some years. IRS does not even bother sending me paper anymore from any of their computers. It absolutely works. As long as, as long as due process remains. Of course, when they do away with due process, then nothing will work. <laughs> but until that time... Well, we're getting close, I tell you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why they want to take the guns away from people so that they can complete their dictatorship. The the courts are not convened under law any longer. The courts are convened under court rules. Ralph Winterout has revealed that uh, the court rules supersede code or law. So why bother the court rules that are drawn up by the members, the lawyers that whose courts they are and whose rules they are, the BAR, British Accreditation Registry, Communist Lawyer Club that runs the courts. You're tried, accused by a lawyer and defended by a lawyer and judged by a lawyer. And where's the separation of powers in the alleged court system? Anyway, Howard Griswold has taught me through the years to just stay out of court and the best way to avoid tickets and avoid internal revenue service and avoid court is to go to that website www.escapeharassment.com and implement immediately implement strategy number one and if you follow Howard's instructions that are provided with the wording the proposed wording you'll never need to implement or use strategy number two but for some people, they don't seem to be able to follow instructions, even simple ones. Anyway, for those who need to uh, use additional strategies, they, Howard's got the strategy number two, again, which is based upon due process. And if the enemy communist VAR lawyers that control the courts, if they continue to ignore the law and ignore due process and continue on against you, then Howard has a strategy number two. Three, which is the coup de gras or final uh, barrel of the shotgun, and he get the six disclaimers and and uh, what are they? Disclaimers and uh, demands that you have a right to make, and they cannot answer. They cannot comply with those demands when you're pre- when you present those six demands. There's, they don't want to answer, and they will trump up some excuse to null press the case or dismiss the charges. Instead of answering the question, they'll come up with some phony, you know, was the window up or down, or was there a battery in the car, or some unrelated thing to get the audience's mind off of the fact that they're not answering. Anyway, this process... Implementing Howard's strategy number one has worked for me since 1972. And uh, I have absolutely no problems any longer from IRS because it's a private for-profit corporation. It is not a government agency. They just have everyone snowed 
into wrongly thinking, wrongly believing that it has something to do with government. What and about the state? Do you have any problems with the exactly state? It's exactly the same. The states are pig, piggybacked upon the on the federal. Yeah, but here in California, they're like nonstop. The IRS well, they admit, is they openly, but they, they openly admit that the income tax is collected by voluntary compliance. And that's what people constantly get tricked into, falling for the trick, the misdirection of making appearance. That's why when they go to the website, they've got to study those definitions that are provided there at the website. For instance, the definition of appearance from Corpus Juris Secundum, that's the second edition of Corpus Juris. The definition of appearance is if you do anything, if you do anything at all that's beneficial to one party or detrimental to a party, you're making appearance in the case as a party to the case. So you have to use Howard's neutral wording that's provided in the strategy number one. Otherwise, if it's not neutral, it's beneficial or detrimental to somebody, you're making appearance. And they constantly trick people into saying more than what Howard proposes in his suggested neutral response wording. And uh, that's part of your due process right is to demand that they comply with the law. They don't want to mention law except on TV. They say in a court of law, but when you get into the actual court, nobody, absolutely nobody gets accused of violating a law. Nobody in jail is there having violated a law. They're all there having been accused of and found guilty in violating a code. Code is not law. Code is a index. Code is a directory of contents or a menu of the laws. It is not the law. Of course, the communist BAR lawyers call it law because to them, they want to misdirect the people into thinking wrongly that that's what the courts are under. And of course, they're not. They're not under law and they're not under code even. They're under as well, Ralph Winterout has revealed, they're under court rules. And right in their court rule 12b-6, they're always saying, we fail to state a claim upon which relief can be granted. We'll read a little further. Try court rule 12b-1, 2, and 3. 1 is in personam. 12b-2 is venue or place. And 12b3 court rule 12b3 is the subject matter they never have subject matter because they have never provided us enough information or knowledge for us to have had the intent to form a acceptance or agreement or enter a plea or anything else but we don't ever raise those issues and if you know about court rule 12b1, they cannot prove that you are the fictitious, all capital letter name, dummy. And they court rule 12b2, the venue, they cannot prove that you, the live natural male or female people, as opposed to the fictitious, all capital letter person, you, the live natural people, are not in their fictitious 12, uh, pardon me, 10 miles square, that's 100 square miles, called the District of Columbia, and its territories and possessions, such as two capital letter abbreviations. Instead of actually spelling out the state name, they just use two capital letter abbreviations, which is one of their federal 
territories or one of those numbered zones, which they just adopted the same numbered zones that the post office. Now, the private corporation, United States Postal Service Incorporated, they've just adopted the same zip code zones. That's what ZIP stands for, Zone Improvement Program, ZIP. But live natural people do not live in fictitious zones, whether it's two capital letters or 90210 or State of Kentucky Incorporated or State of California or State of Pennsylvania. Nobody lives in a state of, except the lawyers. Go look on a map. You'll never find the state of anything on any map. There are no states of. There are only actual states not states of states. But that's where they trick us into saying, yeah, we live in a two-capital letter abbreviation. You've just given them the the venue jurisdiction. You're enjoying a benefit or privilege. There's a law case. You can look it up in your Black's Law Dictionary, fifth edition, one, two, three, four, five, fifth edition, under the phrase minimum contact or minimal contact. And it It'll refer you to a case called International Shoe Corporation versus the state of Washington. And when you read that case, it the United States Supreme Court, Court the United States Supreme Court revealed that the way they get their jurisdiction is by presumption. Well, we're allegedly, supposedly entitled to a neutral court, an unbiased court, an unprejudiced court. Anyway, they admitted it. They get their jurisdiction by presumption. And the presumption is that you, me, Howard Griswold, everybody, they presume everybody's enjoying purposeful, there's your intent, purposeful availment of some benefit, privilege, license, title of nobility, like member of, voter of, taxpayer of, citizen of. Anyway, title of nobility or some opportunity offered from government, they presume. And that's where we're stuck with these all three of the primary preliminary elements, person, place, and thing, personum, venue, and subject matter. They never have subject matter because they never gave us the full disclosure. If they ever were to have given us the full disclosure, none of us would have ever signed an application for any benefit or privilege, or license, or title of nobility, or opportunity from the corporation, regardless whether it was created by the Communist BAR Lawyer Club or the Pope from the Vatican. They claim they own the world, according to the Treaty of 1213. But anyway, whether they own it or think they own it. The point give, is, your, give the uh, website again. People are asking for it. What is that? No harassment? It's www. Escape, E-S-C-A-P-E, get away from, <laughs> escape harassment, H-A-R-A-S-S-M-E-N-T dot com. And it has two titles. That website has another title. The other title for the same website is www.escape hyphen or dash or minus sign, escape dash tickets, T-I-C-K-E-T-S hyphen, or dash, capital I, capital R, capital S, dash, or hyphen, court, C-O-U-R-T, dot O-R-G. And when you go to that website, regardless which title, whether it's escape harassment, 
com or escape-tickets-irs-court.org. If you implement strategy number one, you get the immediate email reply. As soon as PayPal receives your donation, it is immediately sent by email directly to your inbox. Print that out so you don't lose it because that's very valuable information and it's taken Howard Griswold's research group years and years of study to come up with this three-strategy process to avoid being tricked into or conned into giving them the consent and agreement without our even aware being aware of it. It's trickery and deception, but because they never gave us a full disclosure, you and I never had the ability or capability to form an intent to consent or agree or accept or consent or contract or anything else, or enter a plea. How can you enter a plea if you don't have any of the facts? And they've deliberately failed to provide us with the facts upon which to have made a informed consent. They just presume, and they presume that we we're supposed to know, and they presume we consent, unless we point out with a sworn under penalty of perjury affidavit that we do not consent, and we are not intentionally consenting to enjoy a benefit or privilege or license or title of nobility or opportunity offered by their corporation. Now, how are they going to put you in jail for perjury? Nobody knows what's in your brain except you and your God, your creator. And are they going to subpoena the Lord on high to come into court to say what you say is in your mind is not what's in your mind. Only you know what's in your mind. How can they prove otherwise? And if you say they did not give you the full disclosure, they did not have enough information or knowledge given to you to form an intent to consent or agree or refuse to consent or refuse to agree or deny. But we have to do that. And the best way is with this strategy, number one, it's so simple. It's Amazingly simple that people are constantly tricked into hanging ourselves up and giving them the, all three of the primary jurisdictional elements, person, place, and thing. In law, that's called in personam. The place is called the venue. And the thing is called the subject matter, which is the contract. And the proof is every time some cop pulls people over, what's the first things they ask before they can write the ticket? They ask you, to produce your driver's license. And we convict ourselves by producing it, and then they write down the name. Well, now they have the in personam jurisdiction. You've proven that you're enjoying a benefit called a driver's license. If you're not charging money, you're not driving. If you're not charging money, why do you need a license to charge money called a driver's license? If you're not charging money, you don't need the license to do it. But people don't study the true definitions of the words and they keep calling their private property automobile a vehicle. Well, that's not correct. If they're not charging money, it's not a vehicle in commerce. A vehicle is an abbreviation of the phrase vehicle in commerce, presuming 
that you're charging money for hire. Well, if you don't deny that you're for hire, they go on with their presumption. <laughs> but we have to learn to uh, deny the presumptions. We are not the fictitious person, all capital letter name. We are not in the state of fiction or the two capital letter abbreviation fiction or the number five or more number fiction zone or the state of or 10 miles square district of Columbia regardless whether it's incorporated in Puerto Rico or the moon it doesn't matter we're not part of it and we're not on fictions live people are on actual God created land we're not on property or property rights pertaining to land, but they want us to say we're on property or property rights pertaining to land, but they never want to use the word land because that's common law. So naturally they want to stay away from common law. They want to trick us into their code. The code does not apply to actual people. Congress passes the laws and then the lawyers codify the laws into their index or directory of contents of the laws and codify. And then they accuse people in their courts of breaking some code, the presumption being that you're a subject of Congress. Well, that's not the constitutional republic that when I served in the Navy, I swore to uphold, protect, and support and defend. Not this, what's today, the Obama land, communist dictatorship. Uh, pardon me, not communist. He's a Islam dictatorship. Anyway, that's not what I swore to uphold. Anyway, the point is that all three, person, place, and thing, the thing is a subject matter. And so the cops pull people over. They ask for the driver's license. Then they ask for the registration card for the private property automobile. But they don't call it that. They call it the vehicle or the motor vehicle. Well, Howard did the research on the phrase to motor. And in Latin... The word, the phrase to motor means to move for hire, commercial purposes. So if you're using your private property car to charge money, like a taxi cab or UPS truck or something, then it is a vehicle in commerce because you're charging money. It is for hire. Then it does need to be reg registered and regulated and pay taxes. I have no problem with that if you're charging money for hire. But if you're not motoring passengers for hire or motoring other people's goods, third-party goods for hire, then your private property automobile is your private property, not a vehicle and not a motor or motoring vehicle because it's not for hire. But people don't bother to learn the true meanings and definitions of the words and the tricky communist lawyers keep tricking us into giving them all three jurisdictions, person, place, and thing. But since we never get the full disclosure, no paper or application or piece of paper that they may have tricked us into putting a signature on, it does not have our authorized keyword, authorized, authorized signature. It may have a signature. It may even have our signature. But because we did not have enough information or knowledge, we did not have the ability or capability to authorize with intent 
that signature. Therefore, it must be an unauthorized signature. So the actual definition of our signature is not our authorized signature, but is our unauthorized signature. The definition in law of an unauthorized signature is a forgery. You cannot be held to compliance with a forged document or forged signature on any document. And since every document that they call an application for some benefit or a contract to justify their presumptions that you're purposefully availing yourself of some benefit or privilege or license or title of nobility, like voter of, citizen of, taxpayer of, member of, or some opportunity offered from their corporation, like Obamacare, so you're forced to have your kids get vaccinated so the poison in the vaccination is worse than the sickness that it's supposedly being taken to avoid or diminish. But they're killing more people with vaccinations than they ever were with the sickness that the vaccinations were supposedly to prevent. Anyway, the point is they don't have any valid subject matter contract or agreement, and it's their fault. They failed to provide us enough information or knowledge. They never gave us the full disclosure, so any signature they have is not our authorized signature. It is a document with an unauthorized signature, and we can get on the witness stand sworn under penalties of perjury and testify without fear of any repercussions or threats of being charged with perjury, that that is not our authorized signature. Kobe Bryant, the famous uh, celebrity, I believe he's a sports uh, celebrity from California, he got his case thrown out because he just repeated the phrase, that is not my authorized signature. That is not my authorized signature. That is not my authorized signature. And the prosecution finally threw the pencil up in the air in frustration because they could not trick him into saying anything other than that is not my authorized signature. And they're so devious. Look at your bank checks. Look at the signature line with a real high-powered microscope. It's not a line. It appears to be a line visually, but then under at the end of the line, there's this little uh, symbol or logo, and it says microprint. Well, when you actually look at the line under a high-powered microscope, it's dot matrix, it actually says authorized signature, authorized signature. And, of course, it looks appears to be a line, but it's not. So they constantly trick us into, every time you sign a check, you're signing that it's your authorized signature, when, in fact, they have never given us the full disclosure. So we're lying. We're committing perjury every time we sign a bank check because it's not our authorized signature because we never had the information or knowledge The entire money system is fraud. The Constitution, which they are supposed to comply and obey, the Constitution says Congress shall coin the money and regulate the value thereof. It does not say Congress shall rent the nation's money supply at interest from a private group of international banksters, whether it's Prescott Bush, who financed Hitler, or any of the others. 
and this has been brought in court years ago. They had uh, they were trying to pass a law called the Graham Rudman Hollings Act, so they could cut the budget by 10 percent across the board. And uh, naturally, the chicken liver Congress people did not want to have to answer to their constituents. So, according to this Graham Rudman Hollings Act, they were going to be able to cut the nation's budget across the board 10% and blame it on the GAO, the Government Accounting Office. They've changed the name. Now it's the Government Accountability Office. (laughs) But it's still another private corporation, not a government agency. Anyway, this one congressman took exception to this uh, crap and filed a case. It was a representative, U.S. Representative Mike Sinar, S-Y-N-A-R. The first case was Sinar versus Sinar. The second case was Sinar versus Bowser, B-O-W-S-H-E-R, who was, at that point in history, he was the head of the GAO, Government Accounting Office. And uh, the United States Supreme Court came down with the decision. When you read those cases, you will see the decision is that Congress, being a legislative body, does not have authority to delegate to an executive branch body, Congress, a constitutionally mandated responsibility. Congress does not have authority to pass the Federal Reserve Act any more than it did not have the authority to pass the graham rudman hollings Act. But for some reason, every time some state's attorney general files a case, he wakes up dead in the morning or fails to get reelected, or there's always some excuse. It never seems to get fully prosecuted or brought to the fore. But it really has already been decided. It's stare decisis. If that issue were to be brought forward and ask for a tertiary, is the Constitution applicable in both cases, the GAO and the Federal Reserve, or not? And of course, being as the courts have nothing to do with the Constitution any longer, because they're all private corporate entities, not agencies of government, they'll probably refuse to rule on it anyway. But whoever wants to attempt, there's the information. Anyway, so they cannot get the subject matter jurisdiction for any contract because they cannot, no document, no application for a contract or application for any benefit has our authorized signature once we deny their presumption by saying that is not our authorized signature. They never will bring up the unauthorized signature. They do not want to touch that because they would get caught, (laughs) obviously, naturally. They're so slick. Anyway, court rule one is in personam. Court rule two is the venue. And they failed to prove it. And court rule three, they failed to prove subject matter with a valid signature. Jurisdiction. They don't have the ability or capability to enforce anything. Because, but we have to challenge under those three court rules. Challenge their jurisdiction. All three elements, not just one. Not just two, but all three. They cannot enforce any contract or agreement if they don't have 
the personum, the venue, and the subject matter. And that's why when a cop pulls people over, he asks for the driver's license. That's the in personum. The registration card for the automobile, or people mistakenly call it a vessel or vehicle. And then they ask for the proof of insurance. And people convict themselves by producing a card, which is evidence that there is, back in someone's file cabinet, a contract of insurance, which is the subject matter. But it still does not bear on the application to the insurance company, MetLife, or whoever. It does not have our authorized signature. And it's their fault because we were denied the full disclosure. How can there be informed consent when we're not informed? But they presume, and that presumption stands because you and I never challenge them. Anyway, that's too much for most people. It's just easier to implement Howard's strategy number one, and uh, then you do not fall for the appearance trap or acceptance trap or any of the other traps. And they, they under under due process, they have to serve you written notice. And if you follow Howard's instructions and use his suggested neutral response wording and send them to the parties that he has instructed in the instructions to do, you have to do it certified mail to prove that they got it. That pulls the presumption of having served you written notice out of the water. They cannot prove it. It's like those homeless people. They were unable to serve the homeless people with any legal papers because they did not have an address. Most live natural people do not have addresses because the full phrase is address in commerce. If you want to receive mail and you are not in commerce and you're not in District of Columbia or State of or two capital letter or numbered zone, you must have a non-domestic post location as opposed to a domestic address, which is within the the corporation. Non-domestic is without their corporation. Domestic address is within their domestic corporation. And now that they've privatized the Postal Service, it's one of those benefits that we were tricked into without full disclosure because we never were told, we never knew the distinction between a commercial address and a non-domestic post location, which is non-commercial. Anyway, if we can just go to those websites and study those definitions that Right out of Corpus Juris Secundum, you can go and check the actual law, dic- law encyclopedia to see if the definition we posted is what it says to validate or verify that we accurately described them. But enjoy the due process while there is any left to enjoy. And that's the way to avoid and escape tickets. It doesn't matter what the ticket is or what it's for. If you keep it, that's acceptance. That's the definition of acceptance out of Corpus Juris Secundum is intent to 
retained. That's the reason you have to send those papers certified mail, because otherwise the presumption, they mailed it, you got it. And if you don't have certified mail proof that you don't got it anymore, you're validating their presumption. You, you kept it. That's acceptance. And that's the definition of a contract, the offer, the acceptance of that offer, at which point, by law, a contract arises by the acceptance. And they presume everything. They presume, since they mailed it, you got it. Unless it's returned to them, certified mail from you, along with Howard's cover letter wording from the neutral, from the strategy number one. And the court clerks are not psychic. They do not know that you have implemented Howard's strategy number one if you don't send them a duplicate copy of what you return to the issuer, issuing officer. That's why Howard's instructions have got to be followed. Otherwise, if you add stuff, anything, if you add anything or <laughs> the definition of appearance, if you do anything that's beneficial or detrimental, then it's not neutral and you've made appearance. You've been tricked into making appearance in the case by doing anything that's beneficial or detrimental to anybody, you've made appearance. So you have to do it neutral, and you have to send it certified mail to prove that you did it, and you have to serve a copy to the court clerk to prove to the court clerk that you did it, and you have to send a copy of the stub, certified mail stub or receipt to the court clerk to prove that you sent it back to the arresting officer or whoever stopped you and gave you the ticket. Anyway, if you want to send me an email, just go to the website and send the email to the, uh, it says, for questions, submit. And I can answer your questions. But all the questions should be already answered on the website. But there's always somebody who reads and has a different slant. So we answer all questions within 48 hours. We try to answer them the very day we get them, but sometimes the Internet gives us a hard time or the uh, the inbox gets filled up and we don't get to everything until another day. Anyway. Anybody else want to chime in? Press star 8. It's open lines. There's uh, free for all. <laughs> Whoever wants to communicate an issue or share some information, Greg Gorey, you're on here talking. Why don't you come on on the call and, and uh, say what you have to say? All you folks, uh, very sad. It seems we will never be understood by the takers in this world. True. Um, <laughs> okay, Bob, you've been unmuted. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I was just wondering. I couldn't type into the chat board. How come? Oh, no. Did you block me? Or is it no, you're, you're not blocked on here. It shows your computer screen. Yeah. How weird. Put my 
contact info in there. And then I was trying to type a couple of things. Last message I was trying to type was, I'm sleeping. <laughs> yeah, I see that here. It's here. Oh, you do? How come it's not a... Oh, wait a minute. Okay. I'm sleeping. Okay, sir. Yeah, maybe there's a delay. Sometimes there's a delay. No, there's a I had to drag it all the way, that thing on the side where you had to drag the little thing all the way to the bottom because I was reading some prior messages. Oh, or, uh, okay. So, and my bad. <laughs> you know, I'm just it's a painter. That's okay. It's a good job. It's a good gig. <laughs> um, oh. The guy that was just talking for a long time, I mean, you know, did it sound like a lot of statutes and codes and things and uh, rules and regulations and um, stuff that we really don't need to be concerned with? Well, that's or, the way he does it. Yeah. Yeah. Legalese. Yeah. Legalese. Yeah, Everybody has their methodology and their ways of doing well, things, whatever works, right? No, yeah, my hat's off to them because, you know, these guys, I used to do that, study all the law and all that stuff, but I started studying the law. I mean, I don't want to go off into the religious angle or nothing, but when I was, uh, I turned into a Jew, and uh, you really study that every letter of that Old Testament law, you know what I mean? It kind of spilled over into the real world. You know, you're looking at the cop and, you know, the bank and the insurance company and all these people and saying, are you kidding me? You know, I hope I'm getting my point across, but... Not at all. I have no, no idea what you're no. talking about. <laughs> How you start studying the law and all the statutes. Why would you turn into How? a Jew? Uh, I mean, did you mean that? facetiously or did you are you serious no really i went to beverly hills down there um i grew up down there in your neck of the woods and um you know i started off as a christian put my kids through the christian school i went to like seventh day adventist they're kind of cool you know i've been to some cool catholic um services and then I ended up being a messianic, what they call a messianic Jew. And, I mean, do you want to make a long story short? Or I'll try to, you know, give you the... So I started being a messianic Jew, and all my Christian friends and stuff were calling me cult member and stuff because I want to keep the law. You know, oh, no, no, you don't keep the law no more. That's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And anyways, um, I stayed in that... Uh, messianic Jews for a long time, like 20 years. You know, I studied the Torah. I mean, I learned to speak Hebrew. What'd that do for I you? I still can't. It didn't do nothing but give me a headache, man. You ever try to learn a new language? Sure. Nothing. Anyway, so then finally the people that I'm studying with, you probably heard of some of them. You remember this Ted Haggart guy? Did you ever hear of Ted Haggart? He's yeah. New Life Church. He's a big mega pastor out here in Colorado Springs. And ends up the guy's a queer buying crack in Denver. You know, it made major, major news. Anyways, 
good friend of mine is a good friend with him. And so the um, point being was then I quit going to those Messianic Jews and I went to the Jews that don't believe in Jesus. You know, the ones that, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? The standard Jew. Yeah. Okay. They don't believe in Jesus. And I can tell you why they don't, too. But oh, it's okay. We're not going to get into that. The point being is, these guys say that ten men can get together and say the scripture, you know, in the Old Testament, the law, you know, that we study every letter of. They can say this scripture here; it says the sky is blue, for instance. And then they can point at that green couch and say, when it says blue, it means green, really. Um, that's not a good example, but. They're, when they get together, these ten men, they call it a minion, you know, the, the high priest, their word, their spoken word, overrules the written word. And when I found that out, I said, you know what? You guys are all so full of shit, you know, <laughs> and I just quit. I threw my hands up. Wow. Wasted a lot of time. Thirty years. Wow. Well, I'm glad you found the light. <laughs> I'm a tree hugger now. Oh, okay. Well, that's good, I guess. I know. It's good. <laughs> We're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Bob. Let's see what Greg has to say. Go ahead, Greg Goy. <laughs> I'm going to mute out. Okay. Angela, it's great to hear your voice again. Thank you. You've been unmuted. What do you have to say? Did you miss me? Did I miss you? Yeah. Uh, I don't do think even, so. Do you even recall? Right. I was the wingman and sidekick for Carl for like three years. Yeah. yeah. I've, been, I've seen you on here. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just poke my nose in from time to time and... Uh, I find this interesting, you know? Good. Well, and uh, you've always got a great show, and you've got a great group of people that are always trying to find the truth. You know, I feel like I'm hanging out with Fox Mulder when I'm hanging out (laughs) with you, you know? You know, regardless of what the outcome is and what the report says at the end of the day, we all know that we're fighting to find the truth, right? Right. And that's what you do. And I'm really proud of you for keeping that going. And the truth will set you free, right? Well, you know, there is a difference between the truth and that which is true. Truth is a belief, and that which is true is a fact. A lot of people don't know the difference between the one and the other. But, you know, that's for everybody to learn for themselves. Um, But, you know... I just wanted to jump in and say hello. Um, we had a really wonderful talk to you earlier this evening. Um, we've established a, a program where we are focusing directly on home foreclosures and people's property rights. Oh. And uh, I'm working with uh, Neil Garfield and uh, a lot of other people. We've got a new committee that we formed. Mm-hmm. We're actually considering putting together an entire lobbying group to go and start doing newsletters 
to congressmen across the country to counteract counteract the efficacy of what the uh, the bankers' lawyers are doing to uh, promote and twist the minds of legislators, um, so that the legislators can hear what the word sounds like from Main Street, not Wall Street. And uh, I just wanted to share that with you briefly. Um, well, that's I wonderful. On, I, I came in late on your call. And uh, um, the uh, the talk to you number for our new call is 139335, if you don't mind sharing that with your... No, 139. Yeah. Let me put it on the chat here. 139335. 139, right. And uh, we've got seven weeks into it. We're just trying to build that. What's momentum. it called? Garfield's Goose and Friends. <laughs> Garfield's Goose and Friends? Yes. Uh, if, you, if you were from the Chicago area, you would remember that there was a uh, TV show for kids after school called Garfield Goose. And oh. so we did a little bit of a play on words and puns. Because Neil Garfield is the attorney who's been pushing and promoting a lot of these uh, foreclosure defenses for. Like, sure, years. I, I, I'm on his. I get his emails. Right, and uh, we had a conference call with him today, and uh, there's some really cool things going on. And uh, we're going to build a new structure and a new business model for helping homeowners and lawyers work together with resources and everything in order to, you know, fight against the fraud that's been created by the banking system for all these that's years. Great. It's wonderful. So I just wanted to put this on your show first. This is And what nights are you on? Thursday? Um Thursday at six forty five. Well Neil's show is on at six PM Eastern time. Um okay. on the blog on blog talk. And okay. then we have our then we have our follow up discussion on talk show. Um, what time is that? That's six forty five Eastern. Six forty five Eastern for six. Right. That way everybody's got fifteen minutes to run to the bathroom and get a cup of coffee <laughs> before they have to do another one. Right. But um we had okay. a a brilliant show tonight. Um the, the contributions were just incredible. Oh wow. I'll go listen uh, to it. Um, um, uh, when we get more people on the call, then I'll have to do like you do and mute people and let them take turns. But um, so far, we've been able to just rely on people's manners and have them take turns speaking. So, you know, it's, it's pretty cool. It's That's pretty it. cool. And How many calls have you uh, done? Uh, we're on seven. This was oh, seven gosh. Got to catch up now. Yeah, well, you know, they're all on there recorded. You know, some of them are good, some of them are lame, some of them are just me, <laughs> but nobody else on there are just babbling, you know. But, oh, okay. Uh, um, but, so uh, they're yeah, not it's, all it's, with it's, Neil? Or, or No, Neil's not on any of them. Oh. No, the, the, the con, con, Neil runs a 30-minute phone call before we do our thing, and he never okay. has time to take any questions. Okay. So... We structured this call, the friends of Neil, right, to uh, allow us to make notes and then discuss 
what was discussed in the call. And then other things, and personal people's individual issues and things like that. So, well, because you call it Garfield's goose, I thought maybe it was a, related to Neil. Well, I mean, I thought maybe it he is. Participated. It is. You know, in in terms of if you if you remember when somebody gives you a goose, like putting their finger in your ribs, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's a poke yeah. in the ribs. It's like, hey, come on, pay attention. Okay. But um. But it was just kind of a fun parody name for the group um, from my youth. That's all. It just it seemed to flow. So uh, all right. Maybe we'll change. Maybe we'll change the name to "We're Not Nazis, But We Love You." You know. <laughs> you, know? you know. Or just call it Greg Gorey's Call. Eh, I'm never interested in being a rock star. I'm always the wind between the wings. You know. Just makes and it that, easier oh, to life. find you, that's all. Yeah, well, but, you know, or maybe we'll just talk about it in terms of foreclosure defense or something. But um, but for right now, that's what we call it. It's just, you know, it's a joke. Um, and it was a really great call. And I, I invite lots of folks to go and check it out. Um, just go to talk to you, 139-335, and you know, I'll listen to tonight's show or other calls and, and make your own decision. You know, I'm not one to tell other people how to think because I'm not Carl. <laughs> He's on here, though. Oh, of course he is. I'm the chat, or he was. Where is he? Yeah, he's still on here. I don't see him typing anything now, though. Well, you know, Carl and I are actually cousins. Wake up, Carl. We're actually, actually we're actually we're, we're actually physically cousins. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and uh, that's one of the fun little barbs that we share. <laughs> you know? Okay. But um, it's the family fucks f u c h s, which in English you can make a lot of fun of. What is it? What? F u c h s. What about it? That is the family in which we are related. Oh, okay. through the through the Fuxes. Well, that's funny. <laughs> How yeah, do you say well, it? you know. Pardon me. How do you say that? Fuchs. It is the German word for fox. Ah. Okay. Interesting. It's pretty simple. <laughs> you know, it's just spelled differently, you know. Uh-huh. You, know you can always take take something from another language and make it sound dirty, but it's not. Oh, sure. Carl, are you going to come on this call, or are you just going to stay in the background? Come on, Carl. I miss you, buddy. <laughs> Actually, we have him scheduled for next Thursday to come on the call. So if he doesn't want to come on, it's okay. Yeah, that's fine. But anyway, I just wanted to share a little bit of that with you. And, uh, well, I'm and glad you did. Uh, it's nice to know people are uh, getting together to get gang up on these banksters. Yeah, and there's been a lot of very good success. We're working with uh, an organization in Illinois of attorneys that are a bunch of young Turks that are chomping at the bit to get out there and destroy these son of guns because yeah. it's going to make a name for themselves, right? Um, so it's very cool. 
a lot of cool things happening, you know. Don't hold your breath. Um, it <laughs> might still take some time, but, uh, you know, the wave is moving. Well, good. The wave Move is forward. We've got to continue moving forward. As long as we continue moving, it's a good thing. We can't go backwards. Yeah. Well, God bless you, Angela, and thank well, you for thank giving you. me a moment to talk and share those things. Well, thank you kindly. Uh, God bless you, and I'm glad you came on. You were typing in the chat, saying stuff. I thought, well, you should come on the call. <laughs> Here, I'm well, going to make you, know, you rich. Who's that? You're going to make who rich? Yes, I would if you talk to me later. Who are you talking to? Me? Yes, you. I, you typed it out on the chat, and I was just wondering... Yeah, what are you, you talking? Call that a con- Shall we just call that a jug or a conflict of interest? I'm going to make you rich? Yeah. Would you I like that know. to be a jug or would you like that to just be a conflict of interest? I, I don't want either. I would like to be rich. Period. <laughs> Who wouldn't? <laughs> well... I don't think as it would be a conflict say, of interest. As they used to say, stick with me, honey, and you'll be all right. right? Stick with me? Okay. All right. <laughs> um, no, we're we're working on some stuff. We're not going to do any of this work for free. All right? But we're going to do this for reasonable things. And we're going to okay. establish an opportunity for people to purchase information at very low prices so that they can start learning how to protect themselves. All right? Below what all the lawyers and everybody else charges. All right. Okay. In other words, can you imagine spending just ten dollars for a document that tells you exactly everything you need to do to protect your home? That'd be great. I think that would be affordable. Right, and yeah, exactly ten dollars. These people that are losing their homes aren't losing their homes because they're rich. They're losing their homes because they can't afford to make the stupid payments. They're right. upside and down. The interest rate's flexing up or whatever. You know, and the biggest problem is mortgages. And the biggest problem happens, Angela, is when they actually speak to a lawyer or a counselor, they don't even know what they should say because they're just totally flabbergasted in their minds. Mm. as to what's going on because they just feel terrified. It's very emotional, right? sure, yeah. Right, and so if I give you a document that you can read that costs you $10 or $20 that settles your mind and gives you peace and shows you how to be, take control of your life, and then maybe later you got to spend more money too because you can't ask people to work for free. But if I can just give you a peace of mind in 10 or 20 bucks for a one or two page document so that you know that you're not alone and you know that there is a process. And now when you talk to a lawyer or you talk to a counselor, you'll know what to say. Right? Right. And you'll help everybody help you move yourself along quicker. Well, you know, people go in and he's a lawyer. They go in to see a lawyer or a counselor and they just, you know, <laughs> they don't know what, they don't know anything. So they just sort of surrender to over to them and let them, you know, 
make the decisions because these people don't know what to do. Right, and they're not interested in helping you get your best answer, just an answer, a better answer. Well, I think first and you foremost, know? they're interested in taking your money first and foremost. Well, no, they have to do two things. They want to take your money and give you a better answer. In other words, if they can give you a, a mortgage uh, uh, modification, right? And so now you can lower your payments and stuff like that. Then they feel they did their job, you paid them for their service, and you're in a slightly better place than you were before. But you're still handcuffed to the windmill. All right? They're not interested in separating you from the windmill. You're always going to be handcuffed to the stupid windmill. This is separating that class of lawyers to a separate, another class of lawyers who are willing to go to the mat for you. If you're willing to die for your home, they're, they're willing to fight for you. Right? That would be great. You know, if you're willing to die for America, they're willing to die for you. Right? Yes, they're still going to get paid, but they're not going to sell you out on a short deal to make money and move on. I had one lawyer tell me last week, look, man, I've got 240 loan mods I'm working on right now. I've got no time to deal with some crazy son of a bitch like you. Right? And because he's making money, just making it a little bit better for people and not all better for people. All right, and we're work, we're looking to find lawyers who want to make it all better for people, and not just a little better for people. And that's who we are recruiting in this project. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Yes, it sounds crazy. Hopefully, nobody gets assassinated in the process. Yeah. <laughs> I've watched know. too many X Files movies. <laughs> Well, you could, you know, people disappear every day that, you know, are getting knocked off. No. Bankers don't like you fucking, excuse me, the bankers don't like you messing with their uh, take. (laughs) Yeah, well. But anyway, I'll I'll let you go. Uh, You know how to get a hold of me, L-A-W-M-A-N at at, uh, gmx.us. did you put it on the chat? I think I did. I'll put it back up again. L A W M A N at G M X, you know, George Mary Xylophone dot US. Dot US. Okay, I just put it on there. And uh you know, I'll I'll introduce everybody to the project that we're working on. Okay, good. Anybody All right. else? Well, God bless you all. You have a great evening. And, uh, Thank you. You I'll, too. I'll still hang on and listen, but uh, I want to get out of the way because there's a lot of people that would like to say something. No, oh, who? I don't Nobody know. Else? I'm, sure as soon, I'm <laughs> sure as soon as I stop talking, there'll be like 60 people that want to talk. Well, there's nobody with their hand up on there now. So. Well, maybe Janine. <laughs> she's, she's on there, right? He's on there, yeah. Uh, and then Bob T's up now with a hand up. There you go. Yeah. Okay. There right. you go, Bob. Well. All right. Thanks, Greg. 
All right. Take care, Angela. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. You too. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. No, you didn't hear that, Ruff Ruff. That was so, a, a typo, a verbal typo. But anyway, Bob, what's going on? So, Angela, how can we help you? I mean, what is it? Just the blood pressure? It's just the blood pressure is going up and down. Yeah, I, I don't know why. No court cases, no nothing. No. Just up to the... I, you know, I don't know. You got enough money? You got food and stuff? Yes, we're fine. I never have enough money, though, but that's not going to cause my blood pressure to spike. Money's the problem. I'm so getting down on money a lot lately. You know what Mike said? Oh, oh, money. You keep saying about money, da-da-da-da. Well, send it to me, you know, and I'm going to, you know. I like you guys. I'm I'm here. I'm I'm going to support the cause and um, thank God for you, man. I mean, I really do thank God for you. Well, thank Angela, you. And your I thank God for and... you. <laughs> it's something to do on a Thursday night. Sometimes we learn things. Usually we learn yeah. things. I think it's a. Uh... A good thing to do. You must have like an awakening, or a, what is your vision, your goal? What are you, what are you trying to do here? You know um, what I mean? Would you like to see us all? I'd like, yeah, I'd like to see everybody wake up to what the government is up to, and the banks, and what they're doing, and you know, I would like to see everybody stand on their own two feet and understand who they are. Uh, you know, in this world, I in this agree. country, and I mean, really understand who they are, and um, take control of themselves and their families, and not have to rely on government so much. Because you, still you know, anything they heart. can give you. They, there's a there's a sign I saw. It. It's on a website that says anything government can give you. Or anything, government is big enough to give you anything you want and big enough to take it away or something like that. And so that's always up in my mind, you know, that they're not there for your benefit. They're there for their benefit. And don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Wars are created for population control, period. That's the only thing that wars are for. And um, it just keeps them busy and, and rolling in dough and, you know, because they own all the stock in the Boeings and the Lockheeds and the places that build the war machines and the steel industries. And it's the same families. It's the same group. The banking cartel is the same people. It's, I don't know. I want to see people wake up to what's going on. I want people to not allow bankers to get away with what they've been getting away with. I don't want people to let government get away with what they're getting away with. You know, we have a constitution in this country that's barely there anymore. You know, it's hanging on by a thread. And if the people don't wake up soon and jump on it really, you know, 
with everything they've got, we're going to lose it. And then we're going to just be like every other communist country or socialist country. I mean, we got a socialist running for president, for crying out loud. He's an admitted um, one, one thing quickly, Angela, you are having an effect and to give you a little consolence, the people are waking up. I can guarantee you that the awakening is full force. We've already gone past critical mass. There's no stopping it. The awakening has happened. And uh, the, 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 oh, I don't know, the greedy people, they're not going to win. We, we won. So that, I, I can promise you that. I feel that in my heart. And um, that's all I have to say. So take don't let your blood pressure take a couple aspirins and don't worry about it and just know i mean you got to know deep inside you that okay call it god is going to win i mean come on these guys create an evil system we're stuck in it it's killing everybody it's not going to win Oh, for those people yeah. that have already died fighting it, there they it won no. against them. No, we're right? just pioneers. No, they haven't won. Thank God they have. They haven't won. We won. We already won. We're the winners. We won the World Series. You know, three games to what? Two, <laughs> one. I don't know. <laughs> Everybody needs to think of themselves as a winner. We are and winners. And together, all us winners can take on the beast, you know, and maybe succeed. Yeah, we already did. It's done. The battle's over. We already won. We passed critical mass. That's what I always have to remind myself of because I don't know where I saw the statistic, you know, because I go on these metaphysical sites and, you know, I'm all over the place. And um, But the awakened people have reached critical mass and uh, we're, they don't let the, you notice they haven't let the the president of the United States go in and start a war in Syria. These generals are sick of it. They're not going to let these guys, these bankers and stuff, just send our young men into war and be slaughtered for nothing for money. It's over. I already know it's over. So keep, okay, well. keep up the, keep up the, don't don't feel discouraged and just keep doing what you're doing because you're part of it. You know, we all are. Okay. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. <laughs> I know. I mean, you've been here for years. I haven't known you but probably for since maybe going on a year or so, I think. But before that, I was like sovereign and patriot and all that stuff. So I'm not like a newbie. I'm, you know. Yeah, uh, and I Been found around. the common law, and I—that's what I was really searching for. You know, I never, I never took the sovereign guys and the patriots, you know, hook, line, and sinker. I was kind of always like standoffish. I didn't really buy everything. It was too complicated. Well, that's being—that's good thing. You should be. You should, no one should yeah, just take everything thing. they say hook, line, and sinker. You know, yeah. you, you got to check everybody out, check out what they say to make sure they're not t- steering you wrong. You know, you just can't trust everybody out there on the Internet. I wish we could, but 
you can't. You have to check things out and double check and make sure you know what you're doing yeah. before you know doing something detrimental that can be detrimental to your health. You don't go stepping into a courtroom unless you know exactly what you're doing. But um, yeah. let's see here. Hold on. Hold on, Bob. We have Alan Douglas. You've been unmuted, Alan. Hey, Ange. How's it going? Fine, thank you. How are you? Oh, not too bad, I guess. Good old boy. Well, that's good. Oh, I'm just reading the chat for you. Yeah, you can always tell somebody who's never stood in common law because they sit there beaking off about it and beaking off of Carl. I'm the opposite, man. I, is Carl a dick? Maybe. Uh, does he come across poorly to people? Maybe. But I'll tell you, I've done nothing but study and learn from that, man. I've been to court shit oh, more than half a dozen times in the last year. You know, they just, uh, I bombarded them with all my stuff at once. I went and bushwhacked them and, um, what was it, last Monday? No, last week. And uh, I got to court Monday and they stayed all the charges. Oh. Now, stay Why? The, Why did they stay all they, the charges? Charge, sorry, they didn't stay the charges. I keep misspeaking. They stayed all the um, proceedings. If Why? there's a trick in statutory law they can use to, they stay the charges, they let the clock run out and walk away. And mm-hmm. under statutory law, you can't sue them or can't sue the government, right? But the thing is, I have three claims in in my courthouse, and I'm still running with them. And they're gonna they're gonna damn well stay there because if they haul my ass back to court, man, I'm taking everything they ever had. Well, good for you. You got to keep us uh, up to date on how that goes. Well, there's there's nothing going. <laughs> That's it. It's over. Oh, so you won. Pretty much. I like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I've been. Uh, I've been listening to Carl. He's he's you know he's ripped the side off me more than once, and uh, you know everybody's talking about patriots and constitutions. This and that. we have common law courts. You want to change the government? You have a common law right. Start holding each man and each woman operating in these offices accountable and watch things change. You know Carl's been telling us that, and everybody's still going on with their bullshit. You know, and the first thing my wife me when I got home. Because I'm finally home after a year, you know, was uh, oh, there's they're setting up a common law court in Canada, and I'm like, whoa, they're all common law courts. We have common law courts. Like up here, up here in Canada, they the only court that basically that can't see common laws are small claims, which is just a pure equity. But every court is by juro here, you know, except mm-hmm. for those guys. So like we have it. You want to change the country? You start sending letters to. Uh, to, to the, the man or woman that's operating stuff you don't like and start holding them accountable. You know, you have 10 people send that man or woman a letter and see what happens. You have 100 people. You know, it, you're not going to beat anything with their constitution. It doesn't belong to you anyways. You know? No, well, it's the, yeah, you're right. It's their constitution, but it's supposed to be there to keep them in line, isn't it? Exactly, but you have a common law right in the common law court down the street to also keep them in line. Right. Well, each, each one of us has a right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't just uh, get my cases in on these guys. I, I really fucked with them. It was a good time. 
but uh, I have a standing order at, at the Calgary Court Center, the biggest courthouse in North America, that security is supposed to let me in if I come there any time, day or night. Oh. Very after hours. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to. I really wanted to bad. I was so disappointed when I got there and found out. Well, it pissed me off. They, I get there, and I'm like, well, where am I? What's going on? And they say, well, they stayed the charges. I said, when? Well, on Thursday, and they got all my paperwork on Wednesday. And uh, I'm like, well, this is kind of ignorant. The guy didn't even try to call me or nothing. You know, nobody nobody notices me. You know, I, I was kind of pissed off for making me go down there for that. Well, yeah. Yeah. But it's good that they stayed the charges. Yeah. <laughs> stayed the proceedings. I keep misspeaking. Oh, stayed the proceedings. Yeah, that's because I've never heard of stayed the charges. Yeah, yeah, sorry, there is no stayed the charges. It's just me. They dropped the charges, but they I've never heard of stayed the charges. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, but, you're in Canada? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I was in Alberta going to court for a little so bit. Do you week. have, like, documented evidence of this, or is it just going to be sealed up and, thrown, you know, hidden away, or what? I don't know. What do you mean documented evidence? I mean, do you have a paperwork that shows you went to court and that the the proceedings have been stayed? No, I went to court and there was no, there was nothing. I said, what's going on here? I went over to the CMO office. What's going on? Oh, what's your name? They punched me in and I'm sure they must send me something. They're going to have to send me something. You would think. But uh, I don't know. Can't you just go on that on that thing there and uh, what is it that you go on there to check to see your case and how the cases are going or whatever? Isn't there a place on the Internet you can do that? Well, yeah, there are a couple, but I don't belong to them. I don't pay for those. You have to pay to get that. I forget what they're called. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. They were trying to say that uh, this uh, the, the Eugene Creighton, the judge in provincial court, had pled on my behalf. <laughs> So they had they, pled on your behalf? Yeah. For the last year, they've been trying still to get me to plea. Then they tried to force me in trial. And I've got the recordings of my court cases. I, I kept them all. But, uh, and I, I shot them over to Gus and, and Mike and Mark But uh, as, they, as they come up. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I sent a letter over to Eugene saying, hey, Eugene, uh, you know, there's a man over here uh, that claims that uh, you did plea on me, my behalf. And, you know, as we talked man-to-man at the public cam- at the Camware Public Courthouse, you know, I gave you fair warning that if anybody, any man or woman, uh, pleads on my behalf, they assume all liability. But if you plead on my behalf, I guess you're going to have to take over, and I'm going to need uh, I'm going to need some compensation for my time and and uh, grief here. And uh, if you didn't, I think you better get a hold of. I gave him the presiding judge's uh, name, uh, David Gates. What did they say? Well, that's, I don't know, everything just, everything stopped, disappeared, they told me to go away. And I did meet my presiding judge in the hallway when I was there, he was actually quite a nice guy. Yeah? But when they stay proceedings, the Attorney General does it, and even the judge, it takes even the power away from the judge to do anything. By the way, so, it's a little trick they use so that you can't sue the government. Oh, and they let the timer on the clock. <sighs> you know, 
Carl thinks it's six months up here, but it's actually a year. But I just want to say, like, to, to all these naysayers, I've been in court since, uh, what is it, uh, June, no, May 2014, in and out. I've been applying what I learned from Carl since. I'm in a court many frickin' times. I'm telling you this stuff works. I'm a man. I have a right. They have no rights. That's and right. that's out of mine. And you and have to stand on that and stand strong. Don't cower down. Well, Don't was, let them scare you. I was using these court proceedings to get my sea legs. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It sounds like I, it worked out. <laughs> well, now I can help other people and I won't get stage fright. Right. And you feel like a million bucks, don't you? Well, it's pretty awesome, but I, I feel kind of ripped <laughs> off I didn't get my day in court. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. It's probably a blessing and you don't know it, but... Uh, I'm sure it is. But, uh, yeah, I know it was a lot of fun. So I'm going to continue on with my claims. i got a few more letters to write and and then add my exhibits. I have, I have three, like I say. Uh, yeah, Carl wanted me to phone uh, phone that prosecutor and give him shit, but I I personally rather write a letter and just tell him, you know, you didn't just dishonor yourself; you dishonored me as well. And I said, I don't know what, what kind of man gets hired in 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 the public service these days, but uh, you know, somebody needs to teach you some manners. I don't know. It seems to me that the public service is is hiring all the criminals they can find. Imbeciles and criminals. They feel untouchable. The reason they feel untouchable is because I, you, and everybody else on this call can't write, take the time to write a damn letter to these guys when they're in office or whatever they're doing to hold them accountable, to let them know what's going wrong or let them know let what's going on. Writing a letter to them, they, they, they don't even read it. Their aides read them, and they go right into the trash, and then they send you back some form letter. Oh, my wife wrote our, uh, our our premier here, which is like your governor. Uh, the first time she wrote, she wrote to the premier. The second time she wrote, she wrote to the woman. And she got a handwritten letter back uh-huh. in a week. And my niece, I was helping her with health care payment things. And she got a, a letter written back by the, the lady that operates this ministry of health up here, handwritten within about, I don't know, it was about seven, eight days. But yeah, no, it does work. That's and the idea better is to find, you know, make the foundation of your suit. And once they see the suit coming, that's when they start smartening up. And that's how we're going to fix our countries. It's not going to be about bitching about the Constitution, I'll tell you that right now. It's going to be about making claims? Yeah, it's it's about holding people accountable. Right. Public yeah. servants accountable. And you do that by, you know, getting a hold of them and letting them know they're doing wrong giving them fair warning that they're harming somebody and then start start doing the suits like we had we had a, a town that flooded out and so what the cops did they got our reserves they went from door to door banging in the doors looking for guns taking everybody's guns now the whole town flooded out nobody lived there at that time so Everybody got upset. They're doing a class action lawsuit. Nobody's going anywhere. Not one of those, those, not one man that invaded those homes has been held accountable. And I'm looking at this town, and there's like a thousand people in a class action lawsuit. If that thousand people did individual lawsuits on the man in charge of those guys, uh, 
how fast would they get their guns back? How fast would they get an apology letter? You know? And that and that's the difference. That's what I'm trying to say. We have the power to hold these people accountable. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, I won mine. You know, I don't got any fucking paperwork. And if somebody wants to look it up, my name's Alan Douglas King. I was in Queen's Bench at the Calgary Court Center. Check it out for yourself. Queen's Bench, wow. Okay, yeah, uh, Brad Haas on here wrote, in the, the you were looking for Pacer before. I'm not right. looking for Pacer. Oh, no, yeah. You said the name to look up the case would be is Pacer. Yeah. Or the clerks. What did he say? The clerks. Oh, what else? Wait a minute. Let me find out what he said. Um, the clerks' website or Pacer. Actually, maybe Christmas <clears throat> it happened. I had witnesses. I'm sorry. Say that again. I said my buddy Maple Syrup Chris was with me when it all happened. He was disappointed too. <laughs> I wanted to see some court because I was ready to, I was ready to take a strip off. <laughs> that was too funny. Okay, anybody else have anything to contribute? Right. That's exciting, Alan. I I like to hear stories like that. Yeah, no, it's really cool. It's yeah, really cool. And I just thank Carl all <laughs> with all my heart, man. Uh, yeah, and these guys, if you pay attention, uh, he's given us the answers, and take it and use it from your own heart and see what happens. That's it. Yeah, but you have to have heart to be able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. You gotta have heart. <laughs> take man heart. Heart. Miles, miles and miles of heart. Uh, anyway... Well, good. Anybody else got a, a, a success story? We have about, oh, I don't know, seven minutes left. Angela, please ask him how to file. Ask him how to file. Um, Sal wants to know, how do you file, Alan? How did I file or how does he file? <laughs> ask him how to file, it says here. Well, what I did, I, I learned a trick when Carl was helping the, and I was helping the native guys up here that won that big case a couple of years ago, uh, you know, around the time Carl come up to my place, um, when he did the win-law meeting. Uh, I noticed something, like Carl says, you know, don't pollute their case or whatever uh, by trying to stick your paperwork into their case. Well, I noticed that we forced and noticed into their case, and the clerk came out with a really cool stamp, said force file. Force file is the one they use to stamp when you're pushing your stuff into their case. So uh, uh, basically what I did when I filed is I sent the clerk my uh, claims with a cover letter uh, explaining what I needed from her, and I sent the same claims up to the building manager, the Chief Justice, uh, Neil Whitman, and I did force file on her. I did file on demand on him and explained to him, and then I CC'd the two cover letters to each one of them so they both know exactly what I want. They could talk about it, get along, and get the job done. So, uh, And in that, that's when I uh, 
when I, uh, it was my wish to have Neil notice security to make sure that I was able to access the court building without a controversy because of circumstance, right? So, yeah, no, that was great fun. But pitting that judge against that prosecutor, the judge at a provincial court with the prosecutor about who pled what, that was a lot of fun too. I CC'd that letter around as well. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? You should CC everything. Mm-hmm. Oh. You know, Sal on here is wanting to know what was the wording and how do we see, can we see your paperwork? or? Yeah, I'm going to put it up. I'm going to put it up for folks. I've really never kept anything back that I was doing, whether anybody hacked on it or not. But, uh, yeah, no, I've got it on my computer. I'm on the common law sites. And now that I'm back home, I'll have I'll have time to get back back on the Skype sites and, and try and help some folks with their stuff. You know. So, yeah, no, I share this stuff. If you're on the common law group or the notices and letters group or... Yeah, I am. I'm yeah. on the common law one and the, the word nerds and yeah, writing no, letters. and. I sent you a note on the common law one the other day. You did? Yeah. Victoria Warrior, right? Yeah. Yeah. You have an answer. On the that. common law one? Well, no, I took your, your, your info off the common law one because we're both members and I sent oh. it to you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. Oh, I you, no. Wait a minute. You sent me a, a Skype? Yeah, yeah. Is your name Alan Douglas on here? Or? No, it's just Al King or Panhead 389. Oh, that's why. It's Al King. Okay, yeah, I saw that one. It's right there. I didn't even open it yet because I hadn't had a chance. Cool girl, I wish to tell my tale on your shoe. Oh, okay. Just packing up to go home today. Yeah, I've been home twice in a year. Yeah, so excited. I really miss my family. What do you do that? Well, I, I, I was fighting my case in Alberta. Oh, I was okay. Out to walk as a man in common law at those courts. Um, I needed to go out there to work so I could just concentrate on uh, getting my heart right with this stuff and make money to keep my family supported at the same time. That's sure. why I went. It was like boot training. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, good for you. Yeah. And I was done. Home we go. <laughs> at least my dog remembered me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I'll, I'll throw this stuff up. I I don't have a problem with that. and. Uh, it's actually pretty simple, but you have to know you have to know how to stand. You got to believe what you're saying, man. If you don't yeah. believe it, nobody else is going to believe it. You know, it's the bottom line. And these guys that are beaking off about Carl's half stories, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Cheap to the slaughter. They have no clue. I bet you none of them have stood in front of a judge and prosecutors and stood and looked everybody in the eye and stood there as a man. You know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a big difference standing there as a man and standing there as a defendant. Oh, sure. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> do you deny being a defendant when you're in court? or Deny what, what defendant? What's a defendant? Define defendant. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't want to be a defendant, that's for sure. I don't want nothing from no man. I know who I am. I'm a man. And you Maybe just stick a... to that, right? 
Well, I know I always did. I did. I got yelled at. I got intimidated. I got threatened with psychovels. Okay. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm 500 miles away from home, sleeping in a little trailer, my brother's front driveway, standing oh, wow. there. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, it just took, all it took was a little heart. That's all. So, uh... They wanted to give me 10 years. Did you speak in court? Yeah, I did. I broke the rules. Yeah, I can't keep my freaking mouth shut. <laughs> well, obviously you didn't say anything that detrimental to your case. You you made it, right? Oh, well, the last time I spoke in court was in June. And, uh, and I gave him a lecture about slavery because I said, well, didn't you get my notice? They're going, well, we didn't get a notice. And I, oh, hang on a second. I have one here. Here you go. <laughs> so the judge says, well, you can read it. And I said, sure, but here, Ken should read this. <laughs> right? So I pass it around. And then they're talking, and, and they, and uh, they, I, I said something about, you know, like, uh, well, I said I was an idiot in the legal society and da-da-da-da, but he looks at me and he said, well, you know, this is your society. And I says, my society? My society? I'll tell you what my society is. It's uh, Marine Jordan, James, and Sam King. That's my society, my family, you know. And then, and then I went into a lecture about about slavery and the man. How, how can a man force another man on this land to be part of his society? Where do you get that from? Where's the law for this one? So the judge threw his hands up in the air, and he was tossing papers, and he looked over at the prosecutor, and he goes, why is this man in my court? I don't know why this man's in my court. And uh, the prosecutor just about crapped his pants, and he's like, ooh, uh, boo. And then that's when he sent me, he said, a couple months later, whenever it was, a few months later, he sends me the, the this kind of notice that uh, Judge Creighton in provincial court where I started had plead on my behalf. He he figured it was a deemed plea, and uh, so I wrote Judge Creighton a letter. I said, "Hey, Eugene, I hope this letter finds you well. Hey, here's what's going on. If this is true, you got to take over. If it's not true, you better get a hold of uh, David Gates, the presiding magistrate, and uh, and this Ken guy, <laughs> just to straighten out the record." Mm-hmm. And within that very next day, from them getting all my paperwork, because I did my claims and everything, all these letters all at the same time. Even my wife wrote letters saying that, you know, uh, telling this guy to stop administrating her property. <laughs> that was funny. But anyways, yeah, the very next day, I guess they had stayed the, the proceedings, and I didn't. Nobody sent me a letter. Yeah, yeah, they're very dishonorable. Those prosecutors. Oh yeah. I don't Snakes. think guys. But some of the judges are pretty cool. I like cool judges. You got an interesting job. Being a judge? Yeah. Oh, yeah, all the freaks that come up before them every day. Yeah, I guess they do serve a purpose. There are people that need to be judged. But the biggest uh, thing, because you guys talking about, you know, the country and the falling and all this stuff, and the biggest thing, all I can think about every day is, here we already have the power. Here we already have the court system to to evoke the power, and nobody does it. And I don't know anybody that, not too many people that, will actually write a letter, start a rapport with, say, a wrongdoer that's in an office somewhere, set it up, and make a claim on them. Nobody, I don't see anybody doing that. And yet, 
say if you had a politician down your way and there was like, you know, 20 of you bitching about it, you know, complaining about it, uh, and you decided to write 20 individual letters and start setting the guy up 20 different ways, and the next thing you know, he has 20 summonses. <laughs> then you would, see, you would see the country change. That's the only way we can change the country. That's the only way right. we can change the country. Mm-hmm. To get these guys back in their position. You know, positions mm-hmm. of public service. Instead of public rule. I, I think about it all the time. And I'm probably preaching it. <laughs> going to be teaching people how to make claims. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be helping folks. Ease, ease the pressure on Carl a little bit. Well, I couldn't do anything until I went through my own first, you know. That was really well, important to me. You know, I'm not going to sit there and learn why I teach, you know. I needed to go out and, you know, deal with it and see, you know, let the dice roll. See where the paper lies. Yeah. So I was either going to jail for a long time or I wasn't. That's all there was to it. Well, you won. How does your family feel about all this? Well, that's my wife. Her <laughs> 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 girl. Man, she's been through hell. The stress on her has been bad. Oh, I can imagine. I know. It just breaks up marriages every day. Yeah. This kind of stuff. Taking on the government is a big deal. Takes nerves of steel and... A good once woman you, behind you. Once you know who you are, where you stand, that's it's it. a difference, man. There's a big difference. They can do whatever they want. You can look them all in the eye. You know you're standing right. And if you that's learn it. the simple, just a few simple things on how to stand publicly with these guys, there's basically, there's not much they can do in the court system with you. When wow. we get railroaded in the court system, we're getting railroaded because because we're acting like a bunch of snot-nosed kids that need to be uh, benefited by reprimand from our elders, you know. And that's that's I see that I, I've heard Carl preach it, and I've seen it myself. I sat in court so many times, watching people, you know. Oh, I'm so sorry. You know? yeah. you Brad, he, Brad here wants to know what were the charges. Uh. Uh, trafficking, five pounds of pot, three ounces of hash, and, uh, uh, what was it? It was a weapon, uh, yeah, but it was, uh, what was the charge? It was one of those long, weak ones they wanted to give me ten years for. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> possession of a weapon for the purpose of breaking the public peace. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and when I went and copped to the, the, the pot, I said, just give me back my property, we'll call it square, and. They weren't scaring me. When they brought me back in from Provincial to Queen's Bench, that's when I got that extortion letter by way of threat. Well, hey, we're going to give you 10 years, and if you don't show up, we're going to war and giving you a rest. And that was a, that was a good, well, that was my claim on uh, Kenneth McDonald, or that is my claim on Kenneth McDonald. What? Extortion by way of threat. You can't send a man a letter like that. You better come here or we're going to break your legs. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wow. So, so you know, you wrote him a letter saying you can't do that, or what? I'll send you copies. Hey, we're on Skype together, so I'll just follow you over. Copy oh yeah, send it over. I'll make up. I'll put them. I'll post them if you don't mind. Or do you want me to post them? I won't post them. Just tell me. 
Well, some stuff is good to pull. Some stuff isn't because unless you know what you're doing, if you just go and <clears throat> cut, copy, and paste, you're going to get yourself. Yeah, in. no, we don't want to do that. So. And that, that's totally true, man. If you can't back up what you're saying, you go, ooh, yeah. well, I saw this online. <laughs> Angie said so. <laughs> yeah, no. no? Yeah, you're going to jail, buddy. <laughs> so, which is one of the reasons I haven't posted too much of my, my stuff. I waited, too. I needed time. I needed to get in court and, like I say, stand in front of a... I stood in front of four judges in the last year. I think I went six, seven times. You know, but I needed to get my I'll, teeth fixed. I'll post them and I'll make them password protected. So you got to have a password to get them and only you can give out the password. How's that? Yeah, sure. Whatever. Claims okay. are easy. They're so mysterious and so hard to wrap your head around, and once you do them, they're like, oh, well, geez, that was easy. Yeah, well, you know, it's nice to see one, physically see one. That way, you know, you're not imagining what it would look like, and now you would put it together. It's good to see several samples. That way you can formulate your own from what others have done. You know, you, you understand a little bit how it's done, you know, and then put your own words in there. But, well, yeah, um, but claims are pretty basic. I mean, they're not really that extensive, really. What, one page, one paragraph, what? Mine was one line. I was trying to, I was trying to beat Carl on, on short words. <laughs> no, no, mine, was, I love. Mine, was, mine was trespassed by way of threat, hmm. period. No. That's mine was it. Extortion by way of threat, sorry. Well, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll show it to you. I'll, I'll send you the letters I wrote the Chief Justice, the Trial Magistrate, uh, the Provincial Judge, the Prosecutor. Sure. Great. No biggie. I would love to read that, and I'll post it on the website. Under yeah. or, well, you tell me which ones you don't want, you know, shared, and so I know. Or just they're, they're they're pretty simple. Once you get your head wrapped around it, it's it's all fairly simple. You just you know, you just you just want to make sure you dot your I's and cross your T's. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty important on paperwork, especially if it's I'm going I'm so in. happy for you. So you're no longer, you know, threatened by being incarcerated or anything, right? No. Oh, what a relief. No. Well, you the crappy thing is, I, I, I got hurt at work, you know, a couple of sprains and this and that. Long story short, uh, I go to the doctors, they do the x-rays on my knee. And they freaking found a tumor in my leg, so I got to go deal with that right away. Oh wow! Yeah. Is it cancerous or what kind of tumor? I don't know. I'm gonna go find. I couldn't. I couldn't act on it right away because I. Had Are they gonna do a biopsy? I. I'll, I'll know tomorrow. <laughs> you know what? That that black salve stuff works. You know. So, if they do a biopsy, you get a little jar of this black salve. Throw a little bit on. I mean, a match. Amount, and it'll draw the cancer right out. Did you see the video that Paula Gloria put up? Oh, oh. she was using the silver water, wasn't she? And the black salve, yeah. Oh, okay. The black yeah, drying yeah. salve. Did you see that video? I mean, that thing was so gross, man. That thing was huge. Did you see it? I didn't watch the video. I listened to the call. Oh my God! Well, it's on YouTube for all the world to see. I think I listened to her on your show a couple of times. Her and her old man, they got that TV show or something. Yeah, yeah, Bart, uh, Pod Talk with Joe Barton. And uh, she used to have uh, a, a daily show for years and years and years on uh, 
public television access in New York there. But they they go gigantic, you know, the things like it's I wanna say like a golf ball, but it's smaller than a golf ball. But it's it came right up and right out. He goes to remove the band aid to show this other woman that was there and it came right off on the bandage. It was like stuck to it. Oh my God. <laughs> it's unbelievable. She said they sent me some. I got a jar of it in the fridge. Oh, do you? Yeah, but I don't have any cancers that I know of. So. Well, there must be people phoning in on your show that do. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, you can buy the stuff on Amazon. Ah, As a matter cool. of fact, Janine put the name of it, I think, on here. Didn't you, Janine? The stuff that you can get on Amazon. They. Uh, 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 well, I mean, just it's called black salve drawing, black drawing salve or something. It's made with bloodroot. It's legal for animals. You can buy it at, you know, okay, I guess any animal place, but you can buy it online. Huh. You can well, buy it on you. Amazon. You can buy it on eBay. Or you can find the video, and and they give you, if you watch the video, it's what. It's called answer, answer to, One Answer to Cancer was the uh, name of the video. I saw that, too. And they show you how to make it. Oh, cool. You know? Yeah. I'm not good at making stuff. I'd rather just purchase it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's easy enough. You could just buy it. I mean, and just it's not that expensive. But it works. I mean, there's all kinds of people on YouTube that, that their videos showing you how it worked on them. Really, eh? One woman had breast cancer, and yeah, she she said where they biopsied the cancer in her breast, she put a little bit of the black salve there, and within, you know, so many weeks, it's, it's all coming out. It draws it out. It's, ugh, it works, though. So that's, you know, remember, you have that as an option. If, if yeah, no, I, you know, and I, there's a number of things I studied about pH in your blood and eating cucumbers and apple cider vinegar and eating pot oil. And oh, yeah. I, used, I actually used to make pot oil for a couple of my cancer buddies. Oh, really? Yeah. The Ruth Simpson oil, the RSO. <laughs> couple, well, one buddy there, he was given six months to live, so I started making him oil, and he went to the doctor six months later and said, oh, we must have misdiagnosed this, and then six months after that, the tumor was gone. So. Oh, wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's all kinds of remedies out there. The medical profession would make no money, though, if people got cured of all these things, especially cancer. I was telling someone, you know, I, they have these runs for cancer and all these uh, cancer foundations to donate money. And, I mean, my whole life I've seen these things and they've been donating money to cancer my whole life. And, you know, they should have a cure by now. Yeah, they should. Where's all this money going? You know, it's same thing with multiple sclerosis and March of Dimes, and you know, there's so many contributions to all the research, but they never find a cure. It's just like, what the hell? Years ago, I used to have a a shop in Calgary, and kind of a Harley Speed shop, and. These guys approached me for a ride for sight. It's raising money for the blind, right? So they come to me and they go, Al, 
uh, we want to use your son as a pilot project. Cause my my oldest son is blind and autistic from when my wife got a tetanus shot when she was pregnant. So, anyways, uh, they go, hey, you know, da 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 da, and I go, nah, you know, I'm not really interested. Don't don't care too much for being in the public light. I'm sure uh, we can buy my son a piano or something. And they're like, they were bugging me and bugging me about, no, Al, look, it's a, it's a biker run, and it's for blind. You got your your kid's a biker's kid. So I said, okay. There was one guy from our CBC and that and everything else. So they bought my son a piano because he's quite the pianist. Like, he's just phenomenal. And uh, they were going to present it to him at the Ride for Sight, which I used to go to and support. And all of a sudden, head office from Toronto got involved, threatened to sue everybody for for not giving them the money. <laughs> Then I found out all the money just goes to head office and the percentage goes to these guys to stay in their labs and, and that's it. They didn't actually help anybody out. But I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the horseshit. And they put my son through hell. He was in tears by the end of it, you know, all these promises being made to him and that. And he doesn't quite understand. And To this day, he won't play that piano. This is, what, 20 years ago, dear? <laughs> to this day, he won't even touch that piano. <laughs> He's got like six others. He won't touch that thing. He doesn't care for it. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's when I found out all the money went to administration. Sure. I hear yeah. you. <laughs> I, saw, I, I was I was going to donate to the ASPCA. Well, now it's changed, but some years back I was going to donate to the ASPCA, but I looked into it first, and the the CEO was making six hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah. For killing cats. I thought, well, he could just contribute my port, my eighteen dollars a month out of his six hundred thousand. That's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. You know? And he's just the CEO. You have a whole board member, you know, committee that are all getting big, big fat checks. Today, no, they changed it. I guess other people got pissed off too, because today the the CEO of the ASPCA is uh, two hundred thousand dollars a year. Only. Oh. Only, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. It should be a volunteer thing and about the volunteer wage, which should be about, you know, 60 grand a year. That's what it should yeah. be. Yeah. The, the, uh, salt, the, what is it, the Red Cross? I remember when what's her name was running for president. She did, she, she was the head of the Red Cross and had to step down in order to run for president. Her husband was in, was the vice president with George Bush. I forget the name. What's her name? But anyway. She was making four hundred grand a year working as as a some. She was the head of the the uh, I keep wanting to say Salvation Army, but it's not the Red Cross. Yeah. You know, four hundred grand a year at that time—that was twenty, thirty years ago. <laughs> I know, isn't that wonderful? Yeah, and then and all the money that gets donated to the Red Cross, like when nine eleven happened, none of those people got any of that money. They said the the Red Cross came back and said, "Well, we're going to keep hold on to it for some other disasters or something like that." After the dirty blood in the '80s, Canada yeah. the Red Cross on the blood stuff. I don't trust any of those charitable things anymore. Well, you so, can't. So. They're just big organizations. Yeah, they just the, the CEOs and the the board members take most of the money, and then the donations are down to like a nickel on the dollar. That actually go to, you know, helping people and The one whatever. I really think is the Children's Hospital. There's the Children's one. Hospital does such wonderful work. 
And that's, if I give any money, that's where it goes. If it's not the Carl, it's to the Children's Hospital. <laughs> well, that's a better charitable organization, I think, anyway. But, you know, it's it's also good to give directly to people you know that are in need. Absolutely. You know, you know why would... make them go through a charitable organization and fill out paperwork and answer questions and jump through hoops? Just give them the damn money. The food bank. The... <laughs> what? The food bank is the one. Uh, the other one I like to give to. Yeah, they're good, too, because they're actually, you know, right there giving it out. That's right. Actually, one of the ladies that works at our local food bank, because I like to be involved in something. I like to help somebody out with something. So I like the food bank. And uh, one of the ladies that just retired from there, she got the Queen's Award or Queen's Civil Civil Award or something here a couple of years ago. And she had to go to Ottawa and meet the Queen and all this stuff. Anyways, uh, she was one of the first people to write a letter to the to the to the judge <laughs> for me on my behalf. Very yeah, good. Cool. And she's funny. She's a she's a hillbilly old girl. Smokes cigarettes and cusses. Yeah. <laughs> Joanne, what's her name? Ellis. Joanne Ellis. Yeah. yeah. Quite the woman. But uh, yeah, I love her dearly. But yeah, I like the food bank. I like the children's hospital. And uh, like Carl, he's he, he's cool. <laughs> he is a dick. <laughs> he's probably listening right now and crawling out of his skin. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm just very thankful, guys. And if if anybody's serious about standing up for themselves and want to actually get through court, I mean, and you know, the cool thing is between your shows and Carl's shows, we have all the ammo to study. We have <laughs> and more. Yeah. Yeah. No. Exactly. You want to go credit cards, get your children back, uh, criminal court. You know, <laughs> everything's there for us. Yeah, you just got to dig and you got to put in the time and you got to figure stuff out and start, to, you know, looking yourself in the eye in the mirror in the morning and figuring out what manner of man are you, you know. So, my, you know, I thought I was an ugly duckling and I, I looked in the mirror and found out I was a man. I call it the ugly duck story. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's great. It's wonderful. They haven't heard the last of me, but, no, it's great. It's wonderful. And I'm very thankful. And now I'm able to help others. That's wonderful, yeah. 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 Well, good. That's good. I'm yeah. glad you're part of our team, our group of people. Uh, if everybody helped everyone with what they knew, I don't think anyone would be needing anything. I mean, everybody would be helped, right? Well, you'll you'll see me around. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. I, I hope so. Oh yeah, oh yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> health wise, but uh, no, no, I got compensation now for a while, so I don't have to, I don't have to work like I was, and and uh, yeah, I'm gonna oh, get on. Good for you. There's a couple of guys that need my help, and so I'm helping them out. That's still have a truck, but yeah, just get on her. Well, that's good. That's what I like to hear. People helping people. I mean, God bless America. This country was founded on helping people. Oh, the whole continent was. My my uh, great. We sort of lost that. I mean, the the government has helped contribute to that. The well, fact sure, that we've but... lost all that, you know. You know, I I used to re- I remember I used to say, um, um, what was it? Um, if someone was was uh, like begging for money, 
you know, a lot of times by the post office, there would be a woman out there with two little kids with a handout, you know, asking for money. And I would never give her anything because I was always thinking, well, she's collecting welfare. She's, you know, the government's doing it. The government's giving it. And that's not right. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We're supposed to help each other, you know, and not rely on the government. And that's what the government has done. It's gotten everybody, you know, used to the handouts. Well, we so, get the government we deserve. I mean, if you look at the government, it's a good reflection of the people. Okay, our governments are a good reflection of us. So if you're not happy with the government, <laughs> we are doing something wrong. Yeah, look to yourself. Yeah. And if you don't learn to govern yourself, you'll be governed. Right. That's learn bottom. to govern yourself and then set an example for others. Sure. That's, that's, how, that's how we're going to do it. That's the only way we're going to do it. Yeah. Can't force anyone to do anything. You just have to set an example to the point where they want to follow you. I want to do what he's doing or she's doing. Look at how nice and successful they are. Look at how nice and their family is. And look at how well-respected their children are and respectful and stuff like that. You do it by example. You set the example for others, and then hopefully they want to jump on board because they want to do what you're doing, right? Some do. Some just want to get out of shit and go and pull some more shit. <laughs> wow. Well, there's those ones, too. I met lots of them. You know, and some are just basically downright lazy and want somebody else to do it for them. So Yeah, that's unfortunate. That's, well, see the government's handouts. It's brainwashing. That's just like, you know, you see a, a woman on welfare with their children and she raises children and then they all get on welfare and on and on it goes, right? I mean, they're all bred to follow their parents. You know, out of, out of any notices or letters I wrote, Rough Rough helped me with, once with a good one last year. Uh, Mike Miller helped me with one a year and a half ago. And I looked at it and I decided, you know, I have to learn to write my own. I have to believe what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's nice getting help and having somebody help you write a notice or a letter or something. But if you got to figure it out for yourself. I mean, you can't be like a little redhead dude and just go into court with some written thing and then start pointing it at people and watch them run because that doesn't always work. <laughs> they may call you on it, <laughs> you know. So it's really, yeah. it's really, really important to learn to write your own notices and your own letters. And if you're passing them through your buddies or whatever on the Skype groups and they hack on you, just be prepared for it and take another look at it. But do what do what you believe is right. Do what you think is, is what's best for you. That's the bottom line. Like Carl, Carl to refine my stuff many times, and I know he's busy and that, so I just didn't bother him. I just figured I had to do my own, and uh, and that's what I did, and it was a lot of fun. And it worked. I might have borrowed a few of his words, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, you know, I put them. I put them from my own heart on the paper, and then you know, standing on it like last year when I was in court, I was supposed to be getting taught how to pick a trial, and instead he's looking at the prosecutor, and I'm watching the prosecutor do a little dance and poop his pants. You know, <laughs> that was just one notice. That was just nice. one notice. I, I think it basically said, you know, I am man, Alan, I'm a legal idiot in legalese. Uh, I'm not competent to partake in legal society. Um, I said, uh, 
if I've done wrong, I'm here, you know, I, I, I wish to compensate my uh, fellow man and beg for forgiveness. Who's the man or woman says I do wrong? And that was that notice last June. And just that one notice I wrote crooked on paper <laughs> in bad print uh, shut the whole court down. But when he called me on it, it came from my heart. I'm telling you, there was a guy in the back pew in court, and he was in tears when I was done. Because when I lectured those guys about slavery, I believed every word I was saying. And it came out that way. It was very spiritual. Yeah, well, that's a lot. You know, that's, if you're sincere, they can pick up on it. If, especially if you're not, they'll, they'll pick up on it. They'll know if you don't know what you're talking about and don't well, really don't. believe it. If you come into my shop and tell you tell me you've been working on Harley's uh, all your life, and uh, I'll know in 2.2 seconds whether you're full of it or not, you know, very easily. And the same with those guys. That's their trade, the word trade. They can make people. They're in the people trade. <laughs> you know, and that uh, yeah, they can make you. No, no, no problem. No problem. You know, and it. 88, Anna 88 Bell has something to say. They have their hand up. Let me let me unmute them and they can contribute. Go ahead. You've been unmuted. Hey, hey this is Al. If we might back up, you were talking about uh, uh, different charities. The one uh-huh. charity that does the most for people and spends the less amount of money that they take in but puts it all toward the people is the Salvation Army. The right. next thing is, under law, all charities are required to spend all the money, except they can they the minimum the minimum amount of money that they have to put toward the charity part of the money they spend is fifteen percent. So if they take in a million, they only got to spend fifteen percent toward the charity, right? And keep their the rest is yeah the, the rest is administrative costs and all that of course. Oh, the fifteen percent it goes to the people. The right. Other eighty-five percent goes to all the individuals in in and running the charity. Right. That's what I said. Yeah. And so that gives them eight hundred fifty thousand dollars to run the charity if they get a million dollars. Oh no, no. They, well, maybe that's the way it's supposed to be, but that's not no, the no. way it goes. No. What I'm talking about running the charity—that is, all the individuals being paid. Okay. The people okay. who require the assistance of the charity, okay, get the remainder, which 15%. is fifteen percent. Which is fifteen percent or one hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah, right. Right. Okay, uh-huh. I'm out. Thank you. I thought it was less than that. Actually, I thought it was like five percent. No, if they if they do less than fifteen percent, they're in violation of their uh, charitable uh, contract with the Internal Revenue Service. Ah, oh, I see. They'll lose their charitable contract. Well, even still, 15% is ridiculous. <laughs> a yupper. All right. I'm out. <laughs> All right. Thank you. You know, when you give money, you give $100 to the, Sal- to the Salvation Army. I keep saying the Salvation Army. When you give $100 to the Red Cross, you think $100 is going to go to help somebody. It's going into their pockets as pay, perks, and uh, stuff like that. But well, anyway... What? That's a misnomer. What is? Thinking that the money actually goes to the people that they're being. Oh, yeah. 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 
all that money that's donated for cancer research, I think it doesn't go for cancer research. It goes into the big wigs' pockets. And then a little percentage of it goes for the cancer research. Yeah, well, you know, he has to keep his pool full of water uh, during the drought season and the helicopter pad uh, clean. Come on. All that money that's been contributed all my life from all those different people in the world, there, there, there would be no more cancer. They would have right wiped it out by now. What's to say that the people that's running the cancer fundraiser are also owners of the research organization? Yeah, and the pharmaceutical industry, and the oil industry, and the war machine. I mean, it's the same people. They're controlling everything. The uh, the hemp. You, the, United States grew hemp for two, three hundred years yeah. in 1930, and they put out five movies showing how bad this marijuana was, and then that they voted it. that they could no longer grow or use hemp. I know. There's uh, somebody that's got a petition that's trying to get it on the ballot that we should be able to grow hemp, like for materials and paper and, you know, and stop cutting all the trees down. Well, so hopefully they'll get that passed. Same amount of uh, pulp as 100 acres of trees. Isn't that amazing? Only you can do 100 acres of hemp every year and you don't have to fertilize the stuff. It used to be a patriotic duty to grow a patch of hemp for the war effort back in the day. Before I was born, anyway. You were required, especially if you had a farm, you were required to have a little patch of hemp growing. The United States Navy has 20 acres, and they grow 20 acres of hemp every year. Oh, gee. What do they do with that? Well, they probably burn it all up, but it's it's in case they need rope. Well, yeah, rope, clothing, cloth, manila envelopes. (laughs) Jesus. Hemp was a great product, a great resource, and you know who got rid of it was the Rockefellers. They were worried that people were going to make oil out of the seeds. Well, I heard also and cause competition to the oil industry there. The cotton farmers also had a big petition on that. Sure, anybody that was threatened. Well, they they did, and they they do the same thing today. They still do those things. They still have the same tactics. They used to grow cotton in one field, hemp in the other. Then the following year, they would grow hemp in the cotton field and cotton in the hemp field, rotating back and forth. Well, think about this then. When that when Congress is going to pass a law or something, say if there was like a hundred of these guys out there in California, all wrote a letter to each congressman saying, "Hey, you know this bill is going to cause harm to a man. You know I, I, you need to stop before harm comes to I and my family." And they got a hundred letters for all these congressmen are going to vote for a bad bill. What do you think might happen? Do you think he'd just be ignored, or do you think they would start to take notice? Oh yeah. And I'm talking not the congressman, but the man and woman that are acting as these Congress peoples, you know? Uh-huh. And that's the way I see straightening out all of our countries. Start holding them liable, letting them know that they're doing yeah. harm. Maybe we should do, do that for this, all the geo stuff they're doing in the sky, putting all this aluminum down upon top of us, killing trees, killing us, people having uh, respiratory problems because of it. 
giving Yeah, but it gets the engine's loop and it helps with uh satellite signals. <laughs> oh, seriously. <clears throat> it uh, causes a good reflection to bounce signals and uh since they took lead out of the fuel and stuff, they um they need something to lube the engines. Otherwise, uh you know, planes are going to fall out of the sky and hurt people too. Well, one of the other problems they're having is that they they got enough aluminum in the sky to where, when the planes are flying through it, it's wearing the finish off of the off the aluminum aircraft. No kidding. It's acting like sandpaper. Oh, that's huh. pretty cool. So what happens if I go up with a balloon? That ain't going to hurt you. Oh, but is aluminum going to wear down my ballooning? Toss me oh, it's, it's jets flying at 300 miles an hour against the, against the particles in the sky. It's like when you have a volcano that puts a bunch of dust in the sky. That's yeah. like sand, sand blasting. Right, it's like sand blasting. Well, this is just a real flying aluminum going against the skin. It's like sand blasting the skin. Aluminum. It's okay. what's the major cause of Alzheimer's, I think. It's... You yes. know, there's so much particulate aluminum in the air that we're breathing in. Yes, very true. How would you ever measure that? They do, you know, up at Shasta. I think if you watch any of those videos that G. Edward Griffin put out on the, you know, what in the world are they spraying and why in the world are they spraying, and they measure it by the water. They 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 go in and they measure how many parts per million or billion are in the water, and there's a lot of it in the water. It's barium and aluminum, and I forget what else. And what they do. Well, what water? Like rainwater? Or? Yeah. In the water and up in Shasta Mountain, the, the, after the ice melts, it flows into these little lakes and ponds and whatever, and they go oh. there and measure it. They also well, measure the rain, too. What yeah, okay. stuff must come down? So how can the aluminum stay in the sky if the rain's bringing it down? That's right. It doesn't. The, well, la- the rain brings it down. It lands on the ground and in the water. What so, happens is the way the system is set up, there's two levels of of spray. There's one that's higher than what you can, than what, where you see the clouds, that's up yeah. towards about 30,000 feet. But they also push it on up into the ionosphere. Okay. And you can so see that by 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 the, the ozone layer. That's right. why the sun is hotter. People are getting sunburns because of the no ozone, right? Now you're receiving a, a full spectrum of UV rays. The reason the ozone layer is so thin, though, is because of all those nukes they they tested and those atomic bomb blasts and hydrogen bomb blasts up in the atmosphere. They blew a hole right in it. They won't tell you that. I thought greenhouse. They tell you it's from using your spray, your hairspray. <laughs> I don't know about that stuff, guys. Yeah, you know, I've seen enough research that uh, that the sun is electromagnetic field and not hydrogen gas, which makes a lot more sense to me. Sure, it does. That's why it knocks out electronics when it goes into sunbursts. You know, okay, you could stand beside a furnace and have it spit gas flames, and unless it touches you, it doesn't do anything. But when the sun goes off, it, it ruins satellites and other stuff, you know. It, creates- I think it was 1850s, we had a major sunburst, and it knocked out all our telegraph wires all mm-hmm. through North America and I think part of Europe. Actually, even the, te- the telegraph shack <laughs> upon fire. 
caught the current, went down the lines, and, and uh, blew up all the little telegraph things. That was the magnetic field that was put out by the sun when it had a flare. Yeah, so how can uh, hydrogen gas put out an electromagnetic field? And you see, that doesn't make sense to me either. So well, I, I think it is an electromagnetic field, and I think we're all energy. And <laughs> I think hydrogen gas from where? What? Hydrogen gas from where? That's what people are saying, that the sun's a big ball of hydrogen gas or whatever. Yeah, but see, when it puts off a flare, that a, creates a, a electronic fi- electrical field, right? Right. And that electrical field comes to the Earth, which is a, in the form of a magnetic field. The magnetic field passes across a, a wire or anything that's conductible, and it creates an electrical current flow in that item. Well, if the sun was an electromagnetic field and it set off a burst, that makes more sense to me. That's basically what it's doing. I watched that uh, asteroid through the sun there a few years ago on the NASA. You know, they uh, they were they were all talking about how it should burn up and it won't make it through the sun, and you could see the asteroid go into the sun. And when it went in, it was nothing but black, like hollow in the middle. It was black, and the asteroid came out the other side. It didn't burn up. Yeah. So I, I'm convinced uh, the sun isn't gas at all. But that's just me, and that's what I believe. You're probably right. I don't think it is either. It would have burned out by now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well... What do you think, boys and girls? I think Janine wanted to say something. Janine, were you still there? I see you there. Did you want to contribute something before? Janine? Hello? You must have your phone muted out or something. Well, she's all the way in Australia, so it takes longer. (laughs) I see she's unmuted. I see she's oh, trying to say something. There you are. Oh, hey. No, I was just, I was just lying in the lounge chair. I'm, I'm like, you know, get really tired. Um, with your blood pressure, Reservatrol is really, really good. And so if you get some organic red wine, the Cabernet Sauvignon, the Cabernet Sauvignon is best. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, some Cab Sav with, um, yeah. It's, it's organic red wine. It's got Reservatrol in it. Very good for high blood pressure. But I, I put it up in the chat anyway, so you can read that later. You know, I have some Resveratrol, I think, in pill form here, somewhere in vitamins. I mean, I've tried so many things all, during my yeah. life. Resveratrol, it's Resveratrol, right? Yes. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I have some of that. But I think drinking some wine would be better. (laughs) Definitely. And it's good for your heart as well. The wine actually relaxes your heart as well. So that's that's why it's good for that. Okay. Very good. Thank you. And um, uh, there's someone who knows a lot about this is a a doctor. He's called Dr. Group. Ed Group. He would be great to have. Yeah, Ed Group. Okay. I don't know, I never have health professionals on our call because the topic, I don't know, I like to stick with the stuff that, you know, people are dealing with, going to court, IRS, credit card debt, foreclosures, 
traffic, whatever, that kind of stuff. And the health shows, I pretty much leave those to the health professionals because I don't know much about it. But uh, you never know. We might have somebody. I was thinking of having Ed Griffin on, G. Edward Griffin. He was on Coast to Coast the other night. I thought, oh, Ed Griffin. I know him personally. Do you know who he is? No. As I saw Brett... Somebody on here was talking about uh, apricot seeds, and that's the laetrile. That's a good. That's supposed to be a good cancer remedy. But uh, G. Edward Griffin has written books on the subject of cancer, so he'd be good to have on to cover that topic. But he also is involved in, you know, the geoengineering and, and getting government to change and. You all know him, right? He's been around forever. G. Edward Griffin, the creature from Chekhov Island, author? <laughs> no, no, I I haven't heard of him. But oh, gosh. my gosh. He's got yeah. a great website called Reality Zone. Oh, all Gus kinds of good knows stuff. him. Huh? Gus says he knows him. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. He's a, he, he might be interesting to have on. I should ask him to come on. But next week we're supposed to have, well, we're scheduled to have Carl on, so those of you that are Carl buffs. (laughs) You know what? I just thank God that Carl took the time out of his life to spill his guts publicly. Hey, it was meant to be. It was his calling. He didn't have have it. Yes, he had to do it. It was in his makeup. He had to do it. He didn't have any choice. I'm saying... (laughs) You know, I'm just very, very, very thankful. <laughs> yeah. And not just for... Me too. Not just yeah, for, me too. I mean, the ammunition is there to 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 be able to stand up for yourself. And he's a great teacher. Yeah, I needed to ask you, Angie. Like, uh, whatever happened to Dean? I lost track after June. Dean go, Clifford? Yeah. Well, you know, I asked him to come on the call, and he agreed to do it, and he said, just remind him a few days ahead of time, so I did on the Skype. And then he came on and said he had something else planned. He couldn't make it. So that's it now. I'm not going to ask him anymore. Oh, okay. No, I was just wondering. He's the only one that ever hangs me up, and he has done it so many times. Yeah, he's Um, let you down a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Friends to maintenance, so. (laughs) Say what? got a lot of girlfriends to meet and it's he's busy well that's fine if that's the case i don't think that is but uh i think he's got a wife doesn't he no no oh i thought he did he had a wife and kids and a family but anyway you know i just i was just curious like did he ever go to court i know mike was helping him I, with the case i don't and, know I don't and know. I just, uh, because of my own shit, I haven't been involved too much. And uh, uh, just wondering if he beat those charges or... I don't know. You know, I heard a call that he was on with Batman. and uh, I love that. He's like, such an that, ass. That was like an hour and a half wasted. So I don't, uh, I haven't followed up on Dean and I don't know what's going on with them. And I, you know, I have to let him go. God bless him. I love him, but you know I can't be hung up. You can't stand me up like that. No, that's not, uh... that's not a good thing. Oh, here uh, Jay Gray on the chat is saying that uh, Dean 
posted update to date on his Facebook, bail dropped. I guess they, I don't know what that means. They dropped the charges? That's probably what that means. Bail dropped is all it says. Finished. Jay Gray, what does that mean? What happened? Oh, thanks, Gus. I will check into that. Check out the first two minutes of this video for blood pressure. I will. Thank you very much. Uh, Jay Gray, are you? He's probably typing. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> All it says is bail dropped. So I don't know. Okay, dropped. he's saying. Oh, here's his Facebook. Put his uh, Facebook link here. Facebook.com forward slash Dean dot Wolverdean. W o l v e r d e a n. Yeah. Wolverine. <laughs> that's I think his uh yeah, that's Wolverdean. Wolverine dot Wolverdean, that's his like let me see, I'm going to the page. Shit to sin. <laughs> I am here to protect your way of life. Now pay your taxes or else. Oh, and it's got a picture of a guy in military uniform with a gun, Dean Clifford. I don't have a I don't have a, a Facebook account, so I can't. They're not letting me see anything. Yeah, I dropped mine. I used to talk to him every now and then back when he was doing his trust law, and and uh, I was part of his law group there a few years back, and and uh, so I, I talked to him off and on, but uh, I can't do that Facebook stuff. I don't want nothing. Yeah, to do. I don't, that's a government control thing, you know. I don't want anything to do with any of those social medias, and I don't. And I don't do LinkedIn either, and I don't do Facebook or Twitter or any of those. So don't ask me. I find <laughs> Skype works pretty good. Skype? Yeah. Yeah, Skype. And you're not fun. getting kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do all those Facebook things. No. That Facebook's just too invasive, man. It's the way the government keeps tabs on everything. Do you know these... These uh, these Al Qaeda's and terrorists, the government finds them by their websites and tabbing them on Facebook, you know. And these other people there, they they plan all these meetings on Facebook, and and the government's like on top of that fast. They don't well, allow anybody to do anything. <laughs> I mean, like here in California, they were these people were were putting were getting an event together on Facebook. Uh, to show off their cars in a in a mall parking lot, and um, they were all supposed to go there at a certain time, you know, to and cruise the mall and the parking lot and look at all these hot cars. And the cops stopped them. Cops yeah. showed up there before them because they were on the Facebook. So well, there is use for the mail after all. <laughs> well, at least your mail's protected. What is? Mail. mail? Yeah, I could send you a letter and say, hey, let's go to the mall, CC the, CC the letter. Yeah, Ch- chances are, though, there's a two- or three-day delay. It's not as spontaneous. These people get on Facebook in the morning, and boom, that night they're having an event planned. You know, he was doing that also with these, these lunch trucks, a lot of these food trucks, which is a pretty good idea, actually. They get a Facebook and then they, you go to check out on their Facebook to find out where they're going to be located. 
take, oh. you know, awesome. if you want to eat on a ch- one of those food trucks. But they have some really fancy food trucks here in California. I don't know about anywhere else, but they have Beverly Hills-style food trucks, you know, where people are paying 10 bucks for a fancy taco. It's really I weird. I don't, but, I mean, you know, I've seen them. <laughs> but anyway... We are on almost three hours here and chit-chatting. It's been fun. Well, God bless you guys. And yeah, you know, I can't. Uh, yeah, I can't thank Carl enough. Yeah, I can't either. He's going to be on next Thursday, so make sure you tune in next Thursday. Hopefully, he won't be traveling around, and he'll give us his undivided attention. I hate having to. Uh, Compete with the car and him being under a car doing work on a car or whatever, a cow. (laughs) (laughs) Under Uh, a... (laughs) What's he doing under a cow? (laughs) Well, you never know, you know. Those Virginia hillbillies, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right, everybody. It's been fun. Thank you, guys. I appreciate all of uh, your participation in our call. I wanted to say camaraderie. I just I don't of Carl under a cow artery on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You never know, Carl. <laughs> he he could be he'd be on his backhoe. <laughs> right on. Throwing something away or something. Yeah, Janine said milking it. <laughs> no, he'd be on his phone artery. <laughs> Yeah. You sound, you have a lot, your laugh sounds just like his. No. Have you been told that? No. Oh, yeah, you laugh sounds like Carl's. <laughs> that, that's it, that's Carl's laugh, isn't that funny? Oh, God, well, he's younger than me, so he stole it from me then. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's well, a wise guy laugh? You have to be a wise guy. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he I like that way. He's a good kid, but I'm a wise guy. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, Mr. Wise Guy. All right. Everybody, it's been fun. We've done three hours. I didn't think we would do three hours tonight because we didn't have a guest speaker, but time always goes by so fast, and we always have so much fun. I, You know, it's fun to do this once in a while. It wasn't intentional that we wouldn't have a guest speaker, but it turned out good. It always does. I shouldn't complain. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Alan and all you guys, Janine, Al, Dave, and all the rest of you folks that came on the call and contributed. I appreciate it. It's fun. We'll see you next Thursday. God willing. That's what Carl would say. Uh, Have a fun weekend. Stay dry, stay warm, and help your neighbor. Love your neighbor. And it'll come back to you, you know, tenfold. It's always, it's, it's, it's good to be good to your fellow man. All right, everybody. That's it. Good night. Uh, good night, good night. Uh, everybody, have fun, and I'll uh, talk to you next Thursday. Good night, good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.